Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on uh, Sunday the 20th of October 2013. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. We've all been sufficiently degassed. <laughs> and, Robert, and Robert Kemp. That would be me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a clip light now on my mic. I have to turn it. There we go. No, don't no. it. Okay, I'll leave it at absolute max. <laughs> Max everything out yes. to 11. Okay, well, I, I didn't know. It doesn't have numbers on the... Uh, that's a bit it's of a shame. A, on the on the, on the dial. No, there's no dots. Well, it, it kind of has like a, um, a polygon around it of, of straight sides. I can't see how many sides, though. Maybe an octagon? Definitely it's more than eight. <laughs> well... The thing is, Seven, where does zero. it where does it start though? Because like it doesn't that goes all the way around, and the sweep of the knob is obviously not all the way around. It's only it's only sort of three quarters of the way ten. around. So then what you, you say? get to ten. <laughs> that that kind of makes sense, unless mm. it, well, it depends whether you whether the minimum is actually off, because then that's when zero makes sense. If the minimum isn't actually you know, complete nothing, then zero doesn't make, then, you know, you're allowed to not have zero as your minimum. That's um, true. <laughs> but in this case, I'm sure it probably is the minimum. It is probably nothing in the case of a um, amplifier. Indeed. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could be doubly dumb and have it be off and then zero. <laughs> <laughs> you go past off. <laughs> that might actually work you know if you're like you've turned the amp off at that point and then somehow you're introducing extra <laughs> resistance or something well i was thinking the other way around really like you go down to zero and then off oh <laughs> well that makes a lot that makes, that makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> it makes some more sense i would say a lot yeah because you don't really want it on and at zero for any practical purpose i suppose maybe for to keep it warmed up or something ready to go yeah, it seems that we've got that rain you were talking about suddenly. <laughs> suddenly, you, what, what, what do you? Oh, you, you've got it over in over in your side. I think it's starting up here too, but I can't hear it too bad. Yes, listeners, we were just uh, concerned that uh, I might be getting a pitter patter of rain in uh, from my end uh, due to being uh, on the ground floor. Mm, innovations. <laughs> ground floor innovation rain sound technology to make you feel at home and warm inside yeah do you ever use that rainymood.com or whatever just rain sounds for working it's like white noise but it's just rain oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that existed that's pretty cool no it's actually pretty cool yeah it's like a uh, it does loop but it takes like an hour and a half or something it takes ages <laughs> And it's like super high quality recording of rain. <laughs> or something. Excellent. I don't know. Yeah. Useful. Rain for... ambiance. I'd actually forgotten about that. I should have used that the other day. Uh, I'll have to remember. <laughs> should install a link. <laughs> mm, indeed. What other ambience do they do? Uh, no, that, that I mean, other go to it? other sites for uh, different yeah. ambiences. <laughs> for your whale sounds or whatever you want. But if you if you just want rain, go to Rainy Mood. Oh, there was a quite a funny um, uh, 
thing on Reddit ages ago where you had to open multiple browser windows and one was rainy mood and then another one was like um, a roaring fire on YouTube for like an hour or something. And another one was like smooth jazz or something. So you had to build up the sort of ambiance. <laughs> proper, <laughs> proper jazz lounge ambiance. Exactly. Now we need a smoke machine yeah. that smells exactly like really big cigars. And you're all the way there. Because yeah. you, you're in jazz heaven. <laughs> the, the, you, what you're manufacturing cigar smoke, but yeah. out of a box like a machine <laughs> for making much, yeah. cigar smoke. <laughs> Just wafting it to give you that authentic feel of smooth jazz. <laughs> Cigars are very important to the jazz world, or, or at the very least, really cheap cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> what that's a bit there's, there's no middle ground in jazz right right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either super high class Cuban cigars or like the cheapest cigarettes you can find see well yeah because you know these guys they probably go through about 50 a day they're not made of money so they uh, that's true they're only the cheapest brand and then you get the alternatives you know the, you know the higher class people that don't necessarily smoke a lot but smoke big <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> what, I, what, what is the cheapest brand of cigarettes? They're all quite expensive because of tax, aren't they? So you can't well, really, yeah, at least in yeah. Britain. There's, anyway. like, there's a minimum, basically. And then yeah. it's, it's an expensive minimum, I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> let's get off the topic that we apparently know nothing about. Okay. You can't <laughs> Those are the best topics. <laughs> Hey guys, I've got this great new product. It's called the Lung Fucker. <laughs> Someone would definitely buy that. Sadly. Lung Fucker Death Sticks. <laughs> hey, you want to buy some Death Sticks? <laughs> that was me quoting Star Wars Episode 2 there. Really bad yep. film. There was Death Sticks? There were Death Sticks in, in the stupid uh, nightclub. In uh, like two seconds, the yeah. pointless throwaway line that they put in there merely to try and get some comedy in, and some, it was some, bad comedy. <laughs> it was very bad Obi Wan based comedy. Of, Do not uh, want any death sticks. <laughs> in fact, he just waved his hand and like completely changed someone's entire life. Right, that was the joke, I suppose. Uh, yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> However, fucking good, I my tricks actually work. <laughs> yeah, is it just temporary? And like a few moments later, they're just like. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I really do like selling death sticks. I'm a drug dealer. I remember. <laughs> That's what I do. This is really lucrative. I'm going to stick at it. <laughs> so do you, Jedi. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. So, video games. <laughs> what? Video games. They're a thing. So we're here. Yeah, they exist. Is there any news in the world of that, news. that thing? News! Uh, I don't know. Has there been any Microsoft news? There should be like six bits of Microsoft news. <laughs> the eternal question. What's new in Xbox One land? So they did show like another little marketing video that somewhat outlined what your experience would be um, sort of using using the dash. They didn't really show very much. It was mostly just two dudes talking at each other. Um, oh, I think I saw this. Is this Major Nelson? Uh, no, it wasn't Major Nelson. It was someone oh, else. Right. Um, okay. Uh, this was sort of done in interview styly. 
some random dude talking to who I think is the product manager of Xbox or one of them, but it's not Major Nelson and it's not um, not not a well known sort of figurehead. I don't think. Right. Um, but yeah, they talked it through and basically just they said the only thing I sort of really remember about the dash is there's not quite so many ads that I noticed and and the login has a funky full screen animation when you first log into the console. It just goes sort of goes hello. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got out of that video. It was really, really kind of. Oh, great! You've told us pretty much nothing. That's probably fine. I think I saw a little bit of a of a Major Nelson one that showed some new stuff, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah, you could like favorite friends, and then they would be more favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, <laughs> you'd see yeah, that, more that, of their was... fi- their feed, their like activity feed or something. Well, I guess like there a... was the following system that they sort of yeah, introduced, yeah. like so. It, uh, Twitterish sort of mood move even you could uh, follow people and you don't have to be friends with them yeah you automatically become friends if they then decide to follow you back yeah yeah so you can like follow random celebrities I guess or yeah or, like I guess. gaming industry people or uh, for some reason Jeff okay. Gersmer is now playing <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite dogs I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite fun to to follow the giant bombing um uh login, the the quick look login to see what oh, was, yeah. yeah, what was being made. Um yeah. Well, I, I guess that would be that fun. It would be like every game that's coming out. That would be like a release <laughs> you, if you didn't know what was coming out, you'd just see a cable yeah. pop it's like, oh that must be coming out this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh and I guess it makes it quicker to like launch a game with you. Rob, I guess, or whoever, and Rick, or whoever the favourites are. I guess. Depends how that even, even yeah, works. Depends how that even really works, if it's like an extra click or if it's just a different click. Mm. I saw oh, a video yeah. about the accessories and they talked about racing wheels, which I guess makes sense, seeing as Forza 5 is really the only awesome-looking launch game. Uh, they said they had a new API for um, the actual Rumble, uh, not rumble, force feedback. Force feedback. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which sounded like a lot better from what they were saying. But I'm not. I was obviously I haven't tried it, but it sounded like you could be more specific about the forces involved and stuff. Cool buttons. So that sounded okay. Boop I'm sure there was something a bit negative, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. What about Xbox or news in general? Well, Microsoft and Xbox, <laughs> that kind of crowd. Oh, there's a couple of there's a couple of big um, slips, right? Like um, Watchdogs, right? Yeah, has slipped to next year. Has it? Uh, yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a big deal. And something yeah. else that was meant to come out this year as well. Yeah, there's one other thing. It was the same news report, but might not also be Ubisoft or whatever. Huh. Yeah, but that is kind of, Creed, oh, oh, it? I know. It's the no. the drive drive club has slipped for PS4, or whatever. Oh, whoopty fucking do! Which is hilarious because <laughs> like. I mean, that's that's going to cost them a lot of sales because a lot of people would have bought that just because it was a launch game, not because it was any good. Oh, yeah, anything. you get that free version or something for exactly for day one PSN subscribers or something, isn't it? No, wait, was it Drive Club or was it The Crew? I thought it was Drive Club. Maybe it's both. Yeah, because I think the, cause the Crew is like Ubisoft as well, isn't it? This is a really fucking great news, actually. Yeah, this is going well. <laughs> but we never pay attention enough to actually <laughs> remember news. <laughs> I think the crew might have, that might have been the one that was announced at the same time as Watch Dogs. Because I think they're both Ubisoft, aren't they? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they are. There you go. That's my theoretical news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe news. <laughs> Possibly news. Mm. <laughs> Coming right at you. Didn't Rick go and play like an Xbox One or something? Uh, uh, well, yeah, so have I. Haven't oh, yeah, of course. Well, uh, you were at the Eurogame Expo, weren't you? Yeah. So it was that one. Uh, it was the PS4 that you didn't get a chance to. You just played yeah, the PS4 the game on a dev kit, right, yeah. with a PS4 controller. Yes. That's right. Okay. So we're all, yep, yeah, all tried out on the controllers. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was... I mean, we're pretty much there, aren't we? What are we, like a month out? Yeah. Yeah, about five weeks. Yeah, okay. Five weeks at this point. Okay. Do you know what you... Uh, so what are you getting? Forza, right? Well, yeah, I haven't I haven't pre-ordered any games to go with the thing yet. Okay. So I okay. probably will get Forza because I think that's the thing I'm most interested in. Um, yeah. And then maybe Crimson Dragon, if that turns out to be good. Yeah, sure. Um, it looks real it looks real nice. Who's making that? Is that actually Panzer Dragoon people or Well yeah, kinda. It's like it's not it's not the same studio, but it's got some of the original guys from the Panzer Dragoon teams. Okay. In okay. the team. So it's okay. there's 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 some pedigree there to say okay. it might be good. Okay. So we encouraging. Yeah. Doobla whoop. Doobla whoop. Has there been any new Steam activity, like from a uh, Steam controller and Steam Awesome and all that stuff? No, uh, just that. Just that gameplay. Well, that that video it demonstrated. Oh yeah, I suppose we didn't talk about that last time. Well, yeah, we had the last time. Did we? No, we didn't talk about the video. <laughs> no, because it was all of the announcements last time. The the video of them actually playing games with it hadn't come out last time. I feel like we talked about it though. No, <laughs> well, we talked about it. Sure. Well, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I'm, perhaps I was a little overly sceptical at first. I think that will work for a large number of games. I still don't think it'll be better. No, it won't for, be better than mouse and keyboard. It's pretty much no, impossible, I, I think. Yeah, I don't think it'll be better than mouse and keyboard for those sort of games, and I also don't think it'll be better for games like Devil May Cry still. No. But it is an interesting alternative to games that don't, perhaps, you know, things that aren't shooters and things that aren't necessarily... Um, very digital buttony pressy games. Well, I think it might be, it might be the best way to play a shooter on a TV potentially. Potentially, yeah, maybe it's better than a controller. I'm, will, I'm, I'm actually willing to, yeah, concede that maybe it will be better than a controller. Um, yeah, or first person controller game. stick, con- yeah, for for shooters. And that's kind of where their their sweet spot really are. I would have thought what they want to achieve is like. Can you play a TF2 competitively? Like probably it'll be hard, still be hard to play against mouse and keyboard people, but at least you'll you'll have more chance than if you were using a gamepad and mm. playing that on a TV uh, away from your computer. Oh, oh no! Now recording the screen up again. Get some more delicious underflow in there. Woo-hoo. It's all right. I think we're just gonna have to put up with it. It's gonna be periodic. I think occasional uh, underflow. Is doing something down here. What? My thing's doing what now? Your computer's doing something. It's doing something. More hard disk activity than it was Well, before. that's how Audacity records. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> more hard records. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe Windows getting bored. Maybe you shouldn't have used Audacity. <laughs> maybe you should have gone, used Goldwave where it sets the file size beforehand. Well, maybe. maybe. Goldwave just records into RAM, though. 
Audacity recording the thing, and that also gives us the advantage of we can go forever. <laughs> yeah, that's not necessarily an advantage. No, <laughs> we, can talk sure. about, we don't have to worry about keeping to a schedule. We can talk shit all day long. <laughs> all day. We can we can theorize about what news may be. <laughs> what may be happening. I tell you what else is news. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing that's happening right now. Well, what else, apparently news. What else is news is apparently Sonic Lost Worlds isn't that great. <laughs> well, well it's sort of it's sort of mixed. Yeah. There are there are it's probably people, average. Well there are people that are known Shit to be gravy. sort of <laughs> There are people that are known to be sort of Sonic fans that have come out in its defense. Uh like Jim Sterling. <laughs> what a surprise. But yeah. Well I don't know, but they say, you know, perhaps the the the, the the interesting view from them that I think perhaps may have some truth in it is that it's not necessarily that in some cases that it's really a bad game for most for the majority of it. It's that it's not really what you expect from a Sonic game, as in it's not doesn't play like any Sonic game that's come before, right? And that it maybe that similar, throws people's expectations for what they actually want out of it. And that's is it just why... the feel of it that's different or something? Oh, it's, it's yeah, well, I, I played it at Eurogamer, and it's, it's it feels very different. It's, it's still got uh, like the homing attacks and the running forwards in a line. Yeah, there, but there's something funny about the momentum. As I say, the, sp- the okay. speed has been decreased um, to try yeah. and make room for more platformy stuff. Okay. Um, what, what I saw of it, I didn't think it was bad. And, no. Um, maybe it gets worse. It's, it's gonna, interesting, nonetheless. That, are you, you know, going to give it a go, then? Or? If I get a Wii U, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. Potentially, I mean, maybe by the time you get a Wii U, it will be cheaper because it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a slight chance that that price will be raised. Yeah, it's not an Inti game. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when Smash Brothers comes out, then you'll be thinking about Sonic Lost World, <laughs> yeah. potentially. Apparently, the 3DS version is potentially worse. I mean, naturally, because... The previous version of Generations was worse. Yeah, they always seem to put their they seem to be putting their B team on the mobile games at the moment, which is a shame. Yeah, it's a shame considering that those rush games ages back were quite good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it is disappointing because you know, given what the you know uh, I think a lot of the reviewers that gave it bad m- remarks that I've seen were kind of like, Well, they seem to be onto a winner with Sonic Colors and then the fantastic Sonic Generations and then Yeah. And then they, <laughs> they took totally this change direction for no apparent reason. Yeah. And it's like why why did they do this when they finally made Sonic right? Why did they not just make DLC for generations forever? <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah, they totally could have done. <laughs> it would have been real good. The proper DLC, not that shitty people table. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even get that. No. <laughs> Do you think they can make a Generations 2, given that it was like a 20th anniversary special thing? They actually make anniversary shit for Sonic every anniversary. <laughs> yeah, regardless of whether or not it's actually new content or not, they will do something. Like, every five years. Yeah, basically. There will be, there will be something. But yeah. Yeah, like, was Sonic Adventure 2 the 10-year or something like yeah, that? You know, they, they tied that into, yeah, 10-year spectacular game. Or something like that, and then Mega Collection was for one of them as well, or something. <laughs> yeah, that was probably fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they 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 keep riding that train. The well, Mario train. does it as well, technically. I guess they're just not quite so up on it. No, they have their occasional anniversary things, and then they make up bullshit like Year of Luigi. <laughs> Year of Luigi is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Year of Luigi. It's clearly the best. I mean, what has there been for the year of Luigi other like than Luigi's games. Mansion 2? Luigi's Mansion and 
New Luigi U or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, God. Yeah. Which was just... Yeah. L. <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. L. <laughs> Super Luigi Bros, I think. No, not sure that's either. No, okay. Whatever. I want the year of Waluigi, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Waluigi! <laughs> And the most unnecessary character in the universe. The dumbest character ever. <laughs> Is he even in any games anymore if they like scrubbed him? Well, it's from... still the tennis game. Oh, right. But does he appear in Mario Kart or whatever these Probably. days? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he oh, he does. Definitely, it's definitely been in Mario Kart. Okay. I think it, it was because he was in Double Dash. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But that made more sense because it had to team up with Mario. Yeah. <laughs> that right, gave yeah. him a reason to exist. Yeah, no, I don't think they've dropped him. He was in, was he in Mario Party 8? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. He's better than like Daisy or whatever they came up with for Mario Daisy! Golf. Because they needed another female character. <laughs> yeah. They didn't come up with Daisy, really. I mean, this is just, they just tried to modernize her and made it terrible. Daisy! <laughs> it's not a new idea. And just, no. you know, Who's a bit obsessed with her own name? Hi, I'm Daisy. Yeah, yeah, we fucking know. They really exploit that for you, Luigi. Because Daisy, yeah, because Luigi is meant to be like Mario for Daisy. Oh, that's that's true. Actually, yeah, couldn't they have hooked up in some some awkward manner and then have it all fall apart like in a comedy fashion? Because it's you know it's my fucking Luigi, (laughs) and it's that could have been a very interesting. Yeah, if they had done like a if the Paper Mario team, perhaps, or you know, those, those, that's, I suppose they worked on Dream Team. I guess that's that's what they do now. Is that Intelligent Systems? What? Um, the 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 Mario and Luigi RPG style games on DS. Mm, I don't know, but I don't think so. The last thing they did was because because they're the Paper, the Paper Mario guys are Intelligent Systems, aren't they? Sounds right. <laughs> Well, More speculation. Systems is fucking Advance Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same guys. I'm not sure if that is the RPGs. I, I, I think it is, because I, 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 this is a pre- precursor to what, to what I was saying later. I actually played a couple of hours of Paper Mario this week. Okay. Oh, so, sweet. Having, uh, after, after oh, Dan yeah. dumped well, I think that, that Paper Mario is probably the Oh, the GameCube systems. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, after Dan dumped uh, your little pile of GameCube games on me, it's like I saw, oh, holy shit, there's Paper Mario in here. Maybe yeah. I should, get, maybe I should get around to playing one. this. Yeah, Thousand Year Door, the awesome that's one. Probably, that's probably Intelligent Systems, which is why it's good. <laughs> but I would... I'm trying to remember what it was that... Oh, no, because in the last thing that Intelligent Systems that I cared about was doing was uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yeah. Because yeah. they were like, why is this not fucking Advance Wars? <laughs> 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 you fucking... It's a of make one of them. Yeah, it's true. Do you think it's been long enough now that, you know, Advance Wars... Because they did... They they... It's only, there was only one on the... Well, no, there was only... There was two on the DS. Was, yeah, but it was, like, right at the start of the DS and right at the end of the DS. That was, like, pretty much as far apart yeah. as they could possibly be. Well, yes, but they sort of churned them out for a while, didn't they? Like, the... the I don't think the, it, it, it felt like they came out with relative frequency. <laughs> ah, excuse me, relative frequency. It's just one and two were quite close together. That was pretty much it. Mm. Was there a third... Well, the DS one. No, that was that was the third. Okay. Yeah, it's it's been long enough now. Let's yeah. have another one. When they need one for the 3DS system, I mean, come on. They made that whole dumb thing with the DS where they're like, the top screen is going to be mode 7 for no apparent reason. <laughs> but now they can actually have it be 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that perhaps they 
picked Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem has already it's, it's always been a big seller in Japan at least. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense for them to. Well, I mean, I don't know if it sells more or less than Advance Wars, but yeah, but that doesn't really give intelligence if there's any reason to pick that. I would imagine Advance Wars was probably at least like average in Japan. Oh, well, it might be something to do with like you know whatever the creators i guess are more fond of i don't know fire emblem seems to um well, really seems to hold a slightly bigger nostalgic <laughs> value i think to people that's why it's in smash brothers more prevalently than but the real question is who was making fire emblem before that they you know did that kind of be shut down or hand it off or whatever maybe or was it always then well i don't think it was always then i'm pretty sure this new one was like unusual in its Intelligence systems. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I, so they hadn't done that whole series. I don't actually know. This is more okay. theoretical news. <laughs> Maybe news. <laughs> the best kind. News that you may believe. Any other news? Uh, I was just reading about this G Sync thing. Have you seen this? No. I saw someone mention it the other day. Yeah. Okay. But... So some Nvidia have got this idea to like solve the whole VSync problem by, <laughs> by like, coming up with another thing by putting a chip in your monitor, so your graphics card can tell your monitor when to refresh, rather than it being independent. Big freaking work, really. I don't know. I think that sounds pretty clever and uh, solves a quite a big. <laughs> well, problem, what it actually does is make it so monitors are tied to fucking video graphics cards. It makes it even more annoying for the ATI Nvidia crossover. Well, that's true, but at least they're trying something to solve the quite glaring problem of. of I never get where... screen tearing, even when I don't have VSync on. I've never really? had a problem with it. What? Do you not? That's bizarre. Or alternatively, I just don't notice it. But Unless your right. frame rate is so high that the change between the tear is so minuscule. <laughs> well, if your frame rate is higher than 60, you might as well put VSync on. And if it ever, the trouble is, if it ever dips below 60, it goes straight then to then 30. You get, then you get real problems. Yeah. yeah. And then if it goes below 30, it, it goes to like 15. So, <laughs> so, so wait, what? So this is like, what, if you, if you VSync? Yeah, wait, if you sorry. VSync and you're... That's and not how you it go, works. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you if no, you go not. if you drop below if your frame rate drops below the sixty, then it goes straight to thirty to, to no, maintain the sync. It, pretty sure that's not how it works. I think it just like refresh. Uh, well, maybe it will just it will just wait. That's all it is. It's just waiting. It's not dropping to any arbitrary value. It's just saying, well, the frame's not ready. Therefore, I'm not going to just partially render. I'm just going to going to yeah. Wait it's waiting. Full uh, frame is ready. It's exactly. not dropping to any particular rate. Well, that's the next rate down, even rate down, is it from sixties? Because you can, well, you can still VSync at fifty nine, and it's just like every you'll get one dropped frame a second, and it will just look like a a micro. Well, if you can even notice that, it will just look like a micro stutter. You'll still be running at fifty nine frames visib- visibly displayed. It's just that if one was slightly out. And not ready, then it it doesn't. It just yeah. It, it, I'm surely, sure it if you're at, like that. surely if you're at fifty nine frames per second, it's not going to average out over over the minute. It's like every single frame you're going to be late by like you know what point one minute. Yeah, I think that I think that's what happens is that the frames just become very slightly latent until you hit this mark where oh I'm a whole frame out. Then I'll, therefore I'll just skip that frame and render the next one. But it can't, they can't, because then the gameplay will get out of sync with what's being shown. By, so one, by one frame? Like, over the course of that speed? That, that's hardly <laughs> important. 
More theoretical news we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm pretty sure if the graphics card can't meet the deadline, then it drops all the way down to 30. I mean, you can see it happen. That's why. That's why the. That's why. Um. You know, games on consoles tend to lock to thirty or whatever because they can't make sixty. And that's the. And that's the choice. No one well, ever no, goes. It's, it's just sort of in a between. consistency thing. I don't know. It does look kind of crappy if you like. But if you are going to that edge and your frame rate is bouncing all over the place, it is kind of annoying. I, I wouldn't say that. That's. It's just games look better if it's constant. Like yeah, that's why that's sure. why they make the conscious decisions to drop to thirty because it's like if we okay we could go fast in here but it would look a bit weird if we did. It's like Infamous on PS3 isn't frame locked. It will drop right. to it, it can run at sixty on, on in very sparse environments and it looks weird because it's kind of out of place with the rest of the game when it does that. Right, it speeds up. Right, yeah, but but it you don't get the tearing because it suddenly goes from thirty to sixty, which is the. <laughs> Not exactly. It's sort of weirdly. Uh, it's like watching a, a, a transcoded video that's been like PAL to NTSC or something, or the other way around, where you end up with a. Uh, if it's done badly, you end up with a slight judder, like periodic, right. a very regular judder if it's at a dodgy frame rate, because that's where the uh, the slight is, the slight thing. Is. Right. Um, okay. So uh, there is a difference with like adaptive V-Sync. I don't know if that's where you're getting confused, where that makes it con- where the video card makes a conscious decision to turn V-Sync on and off on the fly based oh, on where it thinks the frame rate is. That's kind of cool. I've never come across that. But I mean that. Nvidia that, have then, been doing that for a while. That just means that that just means that when you drop below sixty, you'll get screen tearing instead of dropping to thirty, um, which is a bit lame because you don't want screen tearing. Well, you? I think if you go over sixty, as you said, it's kind of the the differences becomes somewhat negligible, mm-hmm. and it's uh, so there may it may tear, but it will be an incredibly tiny tear. Um, right. Okay. Oh no, no. Wait. Sorry. It's the other way around. No, you're right. They turn it off when you go down below a certain frame rate in order to yeah. keep latency up. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Or down, whichever way. You yeah. Want to talk about it. Blah. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand how it works, but I was pretty. I, I think this G Sync thing would allow you to run at 59 instead of 60, for example. Um, and not have it tear or jerk. Um, so that would be cool. I don't think it's... <sighs> yeah, I don't know, don't know how to describe it. I'm not sure, yeah. it dro- I'm not sure it technically drops to 30 because your card is then wasting a lot of time. Um, yeah, well, that, that's, the, that, that's the trouble. That's why it's... That's why it's crap that your card has no control over the monitor because there's not, you know, there's not nothing you can do. I, no, no, definitely not. If you run out of time to render the frame, you've got to skip a frame, uh, and uh, it happens every time because you can't you can't reuse any of that work you've done from the previous frame because it's already stale. You know, even though it's only been sixteen milliseconds. Um, so you're if you go from sixty down to fifty nine, you're wasting. Loads of work suddenly if you're using the V-Sync. It's really it's a crappy situation. I think, it, I think it depends, like perhaps how far down you get. So I reckon at 59, you're still pretty. You'll still look like it's running near 60. You know, it's going to look smooth most of the time. Perhaps until it drifts half a frame out, then it realizes, oh crap, I maybe need, maybe this is where I need to skip for a bit. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, graphics. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird, but I wouldn't imagine it. It, it. I just haven't seen it just suddenly drop to a solid thirty from a solid sixty. That just doesn't seem like something you would. That it seems well, I, like something I, you would really obviously see. 
Well, you do. Well, I've had it happen because I'm, not only do you see it, but I've had it. Um, I've turned on what's it? Um, uh, fraps, and I've had it um, on my little keyboard monitor. I've got a little display of it, and when you turn on VSync, it does lock it. And then I, I've had it like drop off a cliff down to thirty from sixty when the VSync is on, which is really maybe weird. Imp- maybe it's implementation or engine specific. I don't yeah, know. possibly. I'm, 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 probably. I'm, yeah, I don't. Well, Fraps locks the frame rate anyway when you're recording. Yeah, I wasn't recording. Yeah, not recording, yeah. I usually turn on Fraps when I'm playing a new game on the PC just to to get the graphic settings reasonable. Um, You know, because, you know, the the tests are all very well, demos that you can run. But often, in the case of something like World in Conflict, it's like this demo is way more than you actually need. Mm. (laughs) Not necessarily. Um, uh, I think the one was actually quite representative of the ridiculous number of articles you might be reading. I suppose, maybe. Anyway, yeah. But I tend to like see what how it's going while I'm actually playing. Well, that's why the World in Conflict benchmark was actually useful because it was like it actually had a graph and everything. It showed it over time. So you could be like, ah, here's where the nuke goes off, where the frame rate plummets. Yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> so you can yeah. look at your average instead of just trying to guess. And that was the one where you could tank the frame rate by turning on D- DirectX 10, was it, at the time? Or 11? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Horrible terrain. Yeah. All that craziness. It's weird how DirectX version numbers haven't really gone up. It seems like 9 is still the kind of... It's because of the Xbox, I guess, isn't it? That's not stuck on 9, isn't it? I guess. But then what real new technology have they actually added I don't know to the pipeline. Know. You know, I mean, you got you got geometry shaders from DX11, uh, well, DX10 maybe. I don't know that were kind of an interesting deal that very few people have actually used. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder why. I wonder if what's the what's the DirectX version for the Xbox One? Is it 11 or 12 uh, or something? Might be 12. Okay, not sure. Oh, there's another. There's other news. Windows 8.1 came out like a couple of days ago. True. I think. I think. Uh, including IE 11, which has WebGL in it. Uh, so all the major browsers now have WebGL. So that Ooh. could be good for gaming, even potentially in the future. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what well, else about 8.1. They, the no, well, the, the weird, yeah, the, the weird. <laughs> Like almost the first the first thing I saw where after it had come out was how to get rid of the start button. <laughs> Naturally. Oh right, okay. Well, I'm I'm because so it, it's got the like go straight to desktop thing where you don't have to see the start screen when you boot it up. Is that all it does? I don't know. They, they were talking about straight to desktop. Don't need the metro interface. Uh, yeah. But I mean. Is it worth upgrading from 7 at this point? Um, I still don't think so. No, I'm sticking with 7. I like 7. I mean, if you really, really want extremely fast boot speeds, then that's the one thing you will definitely get out of Windows 8. Right, okay. Well, I've already got my SSD. It boots up fast enough. So, yeah. Currently, I don't think there's any point at all. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's good to know. I've been using OS X for the past at work. How is that? Uh, well, it's okay. It's got Bash, which is awesome. But other than that, um, 
It's a bit annoying. I don't like the way I saw that the, the the new version is coming out next week, I think, or something. Mavericks or whatever. Is that all? Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, but anyway, it's got tabbed um, Finder. Finder is like Explorer or you know my computer, and uh, I, I'm finding it very irritating that like I can't because the dock shows you doesn't seem to show you each instance of Finder windows that you have open, so folders that you have open. So, so if you click on, you go to the dock and click on Finder, which has the little light on to say, oh, you've got an open instance of this. It kind of just picks whatever the last one was and puts it, and you can't, you know, I wanted that other folder. So then you have to kind of tab through and try and find the other folder that you have open. It's, it's just, I don't like the Finder thing. It's not very, it's a bit annoying. No, I, I've never really liked that. No. Just, I want to find a file. Why are you making it so difficult for me to find an actual file? And I still disagree fundamentally with the Mac way that has the, the the menu for the thing like disconnected from the thing itself and up in the do you know what I mean? Like the file menu or whatever for is up across the whole top of the screen, mm. which changes on focus of the window rather than being actually attached to the window. I, I just uh, that's fine, but it just doesn't really make sense to me like why can't it be attached to the thing that it's relevant to Mm. do you you know what i mean that's like the Um, basic thing of mac os i guess oh oh you sorry you mean the the yeah yeah i know what you're on about now file edit whatever it is yeah Yeah. it's it's yeah so depending on which one you have focused window you have focused it changes the whole top bar of the whole screen to be the file menu or whatever for that You'd think that'd be really, like, inefficient, like, in a workflow way. Yeah. Well, you, if you're not using every window full screen, you're just increasing the distance your mouse has to move. Well, yeah, you do have to move. And and I, and the screen is, I've only got one screen, which is a bit weird for development, but it's freaking huge. Like, um, it's like 27 inch, and it's very high res, much higher than HD. So I can actually, uh, the first thing I did was download a program that would let me do the Windows thing of shortcut keys to, like, tile windows to the different segments of the screen you know right which isn't in mac os but i mean uh, you have so much space that now i can like tile the you know web browser to the right half of the screen and the ide to the left half or whatever and there's still space to do everything because it's so high res um but yeah you're right it, it is quite i don't know the 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 file menu thing is quite irritating because you can't just go say you're working on one you've got one window in the bottom left and another window in the top right or something and you know you want to you've got focus on the bottom left window but you know when you want to go to the to file or view or something on the top right you have to click on the window to focus it and then move up oh, to the top left it. of yeah, the screen yeah. to actually get the the thing you want to do so it's like extra it seems like there's a lot of extra work but i mean and also menu bars seem to be somewhat dying in some like programming tools anyway yeah that's true well, I mean, not just programming tools. I mean, just like UIs for applications in general. The menu is kind of a dying thing. Yeah. Well, the word the um, Microsoft Office, which I have for Mac on there, it has the ribbon and stuff, oh. uh, and that's actually attached to the window, obviously, because where yeah, else would they? Kind of has to be. <laughs> yeah. So um, that works. I mean, Office for Mac is obviously not as advanced as proper Office. It's fine, but I mean. Like there's little irritating things. Like if you in Outlook, if you paste a, say you go 
hello, here's that link that I found. And then you go carriage return twice and then you paste the link in and then you carriage return twice to say, cheers, I'll see you later or something. Then it, it continues the underlying formatting from the link for some reason on that line that you're writing. And it's like, God damn it. What the hell? There's so many little weird things that are annoying me. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> Max, yes. Are you sort of able to get stuff done though? Despite yeah, oh, I can get stuff done. I mean, one thing is, I think that this thing hasn't got enough RAM in it, so I, I'm getting new RAM. Unfortunately, that is, I thought that would be easy, but it turns out they use like a different number of pins from normal RAM. So you have to get like laptop RAM, even though it's a big iMac. It's like, oh, great. That just makes it more difficult to find what you need unnecessarily. Yeah, um, exactly. But but I think the, one of the most annoying things is I don't know if this is a Mac thing, but you know when you're if you're typing something on Windows and the computer starts thinking or doing IntelliSense or whatever it is or or thinking, then it pauses right while it's thinking. But then after it's done you know, working, like it, it's buffered up all the keys you pressed and it splurges them all out, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So oh, it's, rem- yes. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. remembered what you typed. Whereas it seems like on the Mac, when it starts thinking, it stops accepting input. So, like, yeah, I've noticed that about its UI in general. It's not like the events get queued. Yeah, events just get dropped on Mac. Just get lost. And I've noticed, admittedly, that that same thing was sort of the last time I really used Mac OS with any sort of frequency was probably about seven years ago now. Yeah, and it was, and it would it would do that then if I accidentally made a setting change because I didn't like the way the mouse moved or something, and for some reason that took a while to set then i wouldn't be able to do anything until uh it decided to do that admittedly that was before like the the age of dual core processors and stuff like that so it actually probably could have logged but even so like it 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 just wouldn't react you'd have to come back to it and it wouldn't remember anything you did or anything you tried to do it's yeah in, 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 in one way it's kind of safer because yeah. you don't just then just go click something a million times and then queue up a million events that it then that's tries true. to handle. That's true. Maybe um, that's why they're doing it. But in some cases, it is pretty irritating. Perhaps like if if the delay was short, it would queue queue stuff up, and then after a while, just drop that queue if something was taking too long. Perhaps that's a, yeah, a nice that, middle ground. That would make but, sense. Something like that. Because currently, I'm coming back to my workstation after you know being at lunch or going for a drink or something, and then I immediately. Uh, you know, the screen's gone blank or whatever because it's saving power or whatever. So I move the mouse and then I type in my password and hit enter. But of course, it's thinking, so it doesn't manage to accept my whole password. So I have to kind of wait for the thing to wake itself up before I can even type in my password and get to my desktop. Mm. Like, that is clearly really bad UX, yeah. right? Like, what are they doing? Right. Anyway, maybe I just need more RAM and it'll go away. But e- either way. <laughs> That's uh, that's not been fun, but yeah, but generally, like all the tools, like I already use Sublime Text, for example, and Google Chrome, and um, and a and a uh, you know a shell. That's all I really need, and I've got all of that works fine. So, so yeah, it's okay for working. Anyway, Max. So. While, while, while that conversation was going, I've been fact checking. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've I've read two conflicting re- like uh, reports on how VSync works that seems okay. to suggest that we're both right. Okay. But 
Because my so, ideas I got basically, what, what, what I was telling you, I got from an article, I think, by Digital Foundry, and I kind of trust what they say. Yeah, true. I think I read that one, and they kind of said that it, the, the way it was, well, one of the ones I sort of came across said that it, it could drop to exactly 30. And then one was saying, well, you're going to get a slight judder. I think what happens is that I think you still end up being better than 30, say you drop below 60, but you're in the good half. <laughs> so if, say, you went down to like four, like above 45, then you're still going to be getting more than 30 frames because of the way the timing happens to work out. As soon as you drop below oh, right. like 45, then you're at most going to be getting 30. Okay, okay. That's Something like that. that. There's some there's some weird sort of middle ground where, because it is still rendering faster than it is, it could still fit in a whole frame render between a... Um, uh, yeah, between a, between a, a refresh, between a refresh. Monitor refresh, yeah. Yeah, just because of, you know, the way it just happens to sit. It's there are yeah. times where that could happen and it's uh uh I I, I think so yeah, we're we're kind of both right on that. It's okay. it's it goes my way up to a point and then it goes your way. Right. Okay. <laughs> so great success. Um okay. I also stumbled upon something that says um uh Drive Club is it like it's not been officially delayed, but internal sources are currently saying, yeah, it's been delayed. Okay. So maybe we were right on Drive Club. But you haven't gone far enough back in the news to get to where the oh, no, I haven't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so keep going, I guess. Oh, I'll keep yeah, I'll keep going. Um there's a the little stupid thing that, you know, uh, about um the PlayStation Four has a red line of death, except it's not the red line of death, it's just a heat warning. It's not like I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> but that isn't that is exactly what it's like. Well, it's not, I'm, yeah, but... yeah, I'm dying, I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, because the green the the what's it called the thing of the circle of doom yeah the, it, the, the red ring the red ring of death that's the one uh, that that meant it was bricked effectively until it got yeah sent until back it got to sorted. the factory yeah so hopefully nothing like that from the from the next generation um, yeah that isn't I'm pretty sure it's unavoidable. It's kind of sensible, really. Like the, if the thing overheats, it goes into a state where it's like, all right, I've overheated. I yeah, you know, yeah. Well, maybe it isn't sensible. Like well, iPhones do that, don't they? Yeah, but they don't. They they let you turn it on yourself. It's like when a red ring occurred, it, it just remembered the fact that it's like I've been overheated at some point. Therefore, I need to. Someone needs to look at me before I will, I will run again. Oh right, so. I think that's for, for the majority for the majority cases. That's kind of what it was. I think like so it's some, oh, right. something overheated, so it puts itself in this state, and then doesn't let you get back in. But they sort of changed that with the firmware, okay. the later ones, so it, the, the like the firmware can detect overheat states and stop a game, and you'll get a warning on screen. That's much better. You need a safe mode or whatever. Yeah, kind of. So you can boot up and it, or just have it self-diagnose. Maybe it's like, okay, let me let me just run some tests for a while, see if I can figure out where, if it is an overheating issue or something like that, or or, or are you just keeping me in a box? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need sensors all around it and goes, oh, I'm in a box. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going back through the news to see if we've got anything right. Okay. Um, we get uh, any the crew has also been delayed. Oh, oh. So I think both news. may be right again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're doing well here. For our <laughs> hypothetical news, it's actually telling you how to be real. <laughs> Bordering our way through this shit. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, they're doing a remake of Gabriel Knight. 
Really? Which, uh, yeah, uh, with nice, you know, like the kind of like the uh, Monkey Island remakes with the uh, re- HD defied graphics. They're doing that for Gabriel Knight. So hmm. Laura was excited about that. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, There's an Angry Birds kart racer. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> is it any good? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just been announced. I don't think it's anywhere. The weapon's okay. going to be firing more birds out of your car. <laughs> yeah. Is that actually yeah. made? Birds driving the cars, firing birds into cars. Yeah. Wouldn't they just take over the car and it like some weird like driver swapping mechanic? <laughs> Fling yourself into the opponent's car up ahead. Is it being made by Rovio or whoever it is? I have no idea. Um, you know. didn't, didn't look that much into it to be honest right. okay. so I didn't think it was that interesting no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just wondering I mean they do make good mobile games I guess uh, by all accounts the Angry Bird space is quite good I guess yeah that sounds kind of cool like you know gravity mechanics I guess so. I saw a couple yeah, of videos of like new Peggle Peggle 2 which looks the same yeah sort of. but they, except they've made Bjorn headbang that's right yeah all the characters are like huge on the side of the screen yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit weird, though. I suppose, like, in on the Xbox version, in or on widescreen things, there was just a giant like buffer zone around the outside of the game. The game is designed was designed for squares. Yeah, you know, square screen display, and they're still doing that. It seems. So, yeah, apparently. So they've got all this, but they've just moved it all over to one side, so they've got more space down one of the one of the edges to put giant character art. In. <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> That looks like it's probably news, judging by Rob's rapid scrolling through news. I haven't seen anything yeah. else of it. Well, Beyond Two Souls came out. That's um, true. And that might also be poop like Sonic. Yeah, well, it's getting higher reviews than Sonic is. But <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. It looked okay. Well, yeah, people seem to be saying that you know it's hard to judge what your if your actions, what the you know the consequences of your actions, if they even matter at all. Like you know, anything you do make a choice on, perhaps it doesn't seem like it has more as much of an impact as perhaps it feels it should. Right, um, well, so more so than bit, Heavy Rain. Or? Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of endings, but it's not as clear like where your choices make a difference, I think, is where people are stumbling. Okay. Um, so maybe they do, but maybe people just haven't played it enough by the time the reviews come out to make a sort of informed um, decision on some of that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to tell. Uh, it's a very hard thing to judge, I guess, of a game of that length until play it through a few times. Um and people are saying that well, you know, some people just don't find the story very engaging and a bit and a bit shit gravy. Um, well, it's, it's like people sort of saying. Well, apart from the people saying that it's just like it's just bad, and it's also like just basically giant cliches all over the place. Yeah, and therefore well, that... incredibly predictable. But then the other thing I've seen people mainly saying is just like because they jump back and forth through time it kind of makes it so there's no suspense to anything you're doing either because it's like I've already seen what happens after this so this doesn't matter clearly <laughs> uh, I guess yeah like, like that, there's a tricky route to go I guess if like how can you have consequence in the future if, if you've already seen what is ahead of time of what you're doing mm. so it's unless, unless the only thing you could really do is like perhaps I'll oh, say this cat you're going to see this character in the future and it's going to be slightly pissed at you or he's, he's, he's not going to like yeah, you've you you've already seen whether he's, he's pissed or not yeah crazy. maybe yeah <laughs> this, yeah it's kind of crazy and some people said that sort of like the, the way you um, swap to Aiden the ghost character to do things is sometimes a little 
or, you know, when, when when the game decides you can and can't do that, it's sometimes a little yeah. not intuitive. Well, it will just be like... Now, now you, you must use the ghost. Now you can use the invincibility power that you couldn't before when you were actually in more yeah. danger. <laughs> like, like, like it doesn't, make, it doesn't occasionally make much sense. Hmm. Okay. Like, well, uh, it's like they're just using things for, like, oh, this works in this particular scenario, but it wouldn't be very interesting if we did it now, because otherwise you could just be invincible the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... And of course, they never explain any of that. Right? <laughs> so, hmm. so well, it's it. So the worst, the worst thing. I, look, then, uh, Rob. Yeah, I am because okay. you know it, it, I really, I really liked Heavy Rain, and yeah, you know that that yeah. kind of struck the same controversial chords. But even for the people that played Heavy Rain and kind of liked it, they're sort of saying that perhaps this isn't as good. As right. A, okay. Okay. As an experience, um, but I'm still kind of interested in the technical side of it because it was. As I say, that thing looked hella impressive. Well, surely um, it's got it's probably got better acting than Heavy Rain, you'd think. With oh yeah, the, no, that's the one thing that's stars. been universally praised is that the level of uh, you know the obvious Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe yeah. powerhouses definitely do their part, and it's you know they they lift the scenes. Cool, um, that's good because I mean you know you could easily have someone like Willem Dafoe kind of phone it in for a video game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's generally accepted that, that that they are fantastic, and the acting in general is much improved. It's just put into a, a, something that perhaps just doesn't work quite so well. Okay. Hmm. Uh, where do they go from here, though? I don't know. It's like watching most James McAvoy films, I guess. In a way, it's like. Well, have you heard? <laughs> it's the, like I always think he does a really good job. I just don't think, tend to like many of the films he's in. <laughs> well, there's a super extreme version of that that's out now. Have you, uh, did you watch it? Have you seen it? Then is that what you're talking uh, about? What filth? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I've seen filth. <laughs> All right, it's a bit of filth. <laughs> of course, I've seen filth. It's got filth in the name. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that sounded a bit grim, but he's supposed to be. It is quite grim. He he's, plays it very well, but I can't say I really enjoyed that film because it's just a bit too grim. There's um, nothing to latch onto. There's nothing. Yeah, that's what I heard. There's nothing like, to like, and that's kind of the you know that's probably a personal gripe of me. For me, like I like I I need something to latch onto, something to root for, and there's none of that in this. I mean, have you seen the obvious touch point? Comparison, uh, train spotting. Have you seen train spotting? Uh, no, I haven't seen train spotting. I would I recommend watching that because that's like filth, but it does have something you can attach to. So, mm. yeah, it's Danny Boyle. So, uh, uh, but it's the same uh, writer, you know, the same you know, author that the, the film is based on as filth, I think. Yeah. Um, it's set in Edinburgh, um, the same. But um, obviously, I mean, it's, it's kind of a. Uh, I mean, Filth is kind of a, a, a classic Coen Brothers film in that it has no point. It's, right. not trying, it's not trying to make a point. It's just trying to tell a, a dumb story Yeah, that, that, that doesn't really um, have much meat or doesn't necessarily carry a meaning. I mean, his most ex- their most extreme example of that is Burn After Reading, which is the most pointless story, but it's quite entertaining for it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and I mean, it plays up to that the whole time that everything is really dumb. <laughs> that works for it pretty well yeah but in this case it's just used to it's the same pointlessness but used to depressing effect right it's okay a, have you seen No Country for Old Men but, yeah. no again that was another film I kind of wanted to see but uh, yeah. I think Gnome has boycotted that like she made, was made to watch it as part oh, of right. her 
uh, an English thing at school, apparently, and it just doesn't like it. <laughs> it really doesn't like it. So, right. <laughs> like anything that you ever do in English at school, yeah. <laughs> it she take, takes it forever. Yeah. She kind of watched that at school, though, because she's older than us, right? Slightly, or the same? One year no, older than us. Yeah, because yeah, No Country for Old Men I watched in cinema at university. So, can't be that one. Oh, well, no, she did, well, she did do media studies sort of thing, didn't she, at uni? So, it could have been probably oh, maybe uni, it's maybe uni. Not school. Yeah, probably yeah. at uni. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that makes more sense. For, for that reason, I, there's, I, think it, I think it's that, anyway. Okay, cool. It's, it's theoretical it's, news. There, there were two yeah. or three. Yeah, there were two or three films that came out about that time that were kind of in a similar vein, weren't they? The sort of like Western, yeah, semi-industrial yeah. age stuff. Um, well, so, so maybe, 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 yeah. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm, uh, maybe I'm getting that. confused with the other one. Whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Is it okay. Daniel Day Lewis in No Country? Or? No, that's um, that's there will be blood, isn't it? Uh, oh, maybe it's uh, that then. Oh, uh, that's the one that that that's the one in the oil boom or whatever. So that kind that's of one of the milkshake scene, right? Yeah, yeah. I drink your yeah. milkshake and all that. I'll drink your milkshake. That's really that was really long. I saw that at university too, but um, but yeah, that was maybe it was that. Well, she's just turned up. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, live <laughs> news. Very no, was it No Country for Old Men you really didn't like, or is it They Will Be Blood? She Daniel doesn't Day know. Daniel Day-Lewis or the dude from uh, Men in Black? No Country for Old Men. Oh, if it's Daniel Day-Lewis, then it's They Will Be Black. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis did perform oil. really badly. They can't do for Old Men, apparently. Uh, were they both about oil? Um, no Country for Old Men is about a, a psycho killer played by Javier Bardem. And it had I think it's, Tommy, I think it's They Will Be Blood. Tommy Lee Jones as well. Tommy Lee Jones? In, in no, it's not that one. Okay, <laughs> okay. One. So in um, summarization, we have no idea. Okay, it's, it's, it's there will be blood. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, great. Although Noom has just sort of like gone. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. fuck. Yeah, that was a very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Even the person who we were talking about has no idea what we we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, it's going so well. Beyond, beyond two souls. It's a video game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I might, I might give it a miss and play it later, like I did with Heavy Rain this time. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, after all those reviews, perhaps I'm not quite so excited about it as before. You can't. I've still got two. I've still got too many games that came out this year to actually play. Like, and I think perhaps I can. Yeah, but maybe that one's important. Wait, as well. Well. yeah, I don't know. Maybe oh, everyone's wrong. Well, we can rely on Eddie, who will definitely. It is. There will be blood. Decided. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> But you, you'll probably you might be unplugging your PS3. Well, who knows? Yeah. Well, I won't be for a while. No, my Xbox will probably get unplugged first. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, I'm just well, walked off in the distance, going, "It's awful." <laughs> well, there, there would be blood. Yeah, that yeah. is quite long to say the least. Uh, She's also lamenting that because Zach is here, we can't have Chinese tonight because he doesn't like Chinese. <sighs> okay, be with me. Speaking Lament. Of, speaking of food, let's move this along. <laughs> we've been recording for an entire hour and we've talked about virtually nothing okay <laughs> best and theoretically nothing <laughs> okay let's move on to what you've been playing then shall we Zach well, so. did you notice like, just a random aside did you notice on Steam the number of like old PC games that suddenly have cropped up in the last week I would say a number like, well like 7th Guest 11th Hour uh, like both turned up Man, that's uh, old. Yeah, that's like really ninety-five. Old. Topia freaking turned up. 
Yeah, but as I said, that's like no effort because apparently that last time I checked, that still works on Windows Seven. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad so that's that available. Because IDOS being like, we need some money. <laughs> well, yeah, we might as well squeeze some more money out of this. After the failure that was the millions of sales they got out of Tomb Raider. Jeez. Yep. Um, do you? Oh, random other thing. Did you see that the sun accidentally got? I mean, this is an old, I think this is very, very, very old news, but someone re- reposted it on Facebook and I didn't hear about this before. The Sun apparently got Sarif Industries from Deus Ex confused for a real company. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and like used a render of their like ocular augmentations to like, as, as, say, as just to say, these things are crazy. They exist, man. <laughs> right. Really dumb. Okay. Cool. I just sort of saw that and thought, really? Okay. Yeah. And then I went to the like because obviously they had a they set up a proper website for Seraph Industries that you can still go to, and it's like how could you did no one fact check this because you go there and it's blatantly like a, a marketing thing because it presents itself kind of nice except for the pages like apparently been hacked by like anti um, <laughs> anti the anti augmentation movement actually it's called in yeah um, but yeah and so the opening video is all kind of like. Yeah, they're fucking with us. <laughs> they're, they're stealing our humanity and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, you could just just go the you, one trip to the website would have solved that. I don't like how like they talk they, they talk about Deus Ex Universe now or whatever. Like they want yep. to plan games and other media, but like they focus so heavily on um, it with Human Revolution. Well, it's right there in the title, but like it seems to me like they took Deus Ex, which had so many awesome ideas and like cool like uh, uh, you know themes, and they just picked one theme, which was the augmentation versus. You know, natural. That wasn't even thing. in the original game. Yeah, that wasn't even. It was barely in well, the first one. It was like and, mechanical yeah. augmentation versus better augmentation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And then they amplified that to be like the whole point of everything, which I think was a mistake because, like, Deus Ex had loads of cool stuff going on because it was an well, actual I mean, like realistic it's, it's future. A thing, you know, the human revolution idea is a good. Yeah, it's theme, a pretty good thing, but yeah. not the Deus Ex theme. They could have just made another game that had that theme. Well, no, 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 but maybe that's where you know the Deus Ex, as you say, has a lot to pull from. Perhaps by focusing on one of the themes uh, in in you know in focus, <laughs> yeah, word, that, that it gives them more to then pull from for the sequels. Mm. Yeah, I because they can just pull from another theme that was in the original. <laughs> but they're not going. It seems like they're carrying on with this theme. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I quite like it as a thing. It's kind of kind of neat. They could do some real neat stuff if they get all political with it. Mm, yeah. Well, that, that's just my my personal feeling on the matter. Anyway, uh, yes. So corrections column. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. Um, After we've already corrected. What have we done? Well, this is from this is from the Eurovalve episode. Um, Kippers apparently ha- wants to correct me that Killer Instinct apparently does run at sixty frames per second, and I was incorrect in my. Uh, thoughts that it ran at 30 and it's like I don't remember it running that smoothly so maybe that's like something they although you know maybe that's something they've improved or perhaps the build they were running there and I played wasn't as good or maybe that was just the jerkiness of the sort of fight style animation you know where you get that slight pause when something connects but I don't know I, apparently I'm wrong <laughs> so okay it's a rarity, I know, but <laughs> uh, and there was something else he mentioned. Fuck it, it's on the comments on the site. Go look. <laughs> <laughs> I got something else wrong. 
Okay, good. So GTA Online happened. Why are we still here Because that's news. That I guess. That's news. I haven't tried it, so I can't give you any... Uh, okay. It's just like, did anyone... Did they fix the sort of character deletion bugs they've been having? Yeah, they fixed a bunch of bugs, and then they gave everyone like a million quid or something, in-game quid. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Dollar pounds. Yeah. It seems like the the story of that is if you the the, the basically the, the the world that you go around you know with with the other people in it is effectively like a lobby for for missions and these mm. are new new missions so like there's loads of content I think but anyway uh, it seems like anyone you meet just murders you instantly that seems to be how it works <laughs> yeah anyway that's, that's no real camaraderie or... yeah well yeah I don't quite get the point in the hub because it's like other than just being a chaos simulator like what is the point in what's it? the point it's, yeah i don't know well and, you know and you can there's the stupid things about you being able to lose any of the cash or, or a significant portion of the cash you're carrying if you get killed before yeah. reaching an atm and it's like uh i don't know there's mechanically it's just the whole thing seems real dumb to me like, i've never really liked been big into any gta multiplayer uh, or even, I mean, the Red Dead multiplayer was uh, kind of okay. It was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of dumb, but that was yeah. kind of why it worked. It was a stupid throwaway thing. Yeah, exactly. So maybe this is along the same. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know. It just more... seems way too big to be like considered a throwaway thing. Well, there's a lot to it in terms of content of like missions and stuff. Like, mm. That's 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 the bit that interests me. Cause I, but I, then there's I some other shit that. with like the missions and stuff. So if you get into a lobby of people and you do a mission and you want to stay with those people... You can't unless you do like a team deathmatch or right. a, a skanky sort of more traditional multiplayer thing. There's no way to just take that lobby through to another mission, right? Um, apparently, and even the things that are labeled mission aren't actually the full sort of structured missions. They're just that that's actually like a, a game type or of some kind, or yeah, is a, okay. a mislabeling. But it's like it just seems like there's a, a whole lot of really weird choices in that. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to. I don't know if I could be bothered to actually give it a go, but maybe yeah. I will for journalism's yeah. sake. I don't, know, I don't know what the draw is. It's like, yeah, I'm well, yeah, I'm playing a single player, so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, all, it sounds interesting at least. You know, it's better than nothing, I suppose. True. So. Oh, but then what if they'd spent the time they spent working on the multiplayer making more of the single player? I think I think you'll <laughs> find the single player has plenty of time and effort put into it. <laughs> Because they, they came out and said that it's like a hundred hours minimum to do everything in that game. Well, for whatever you define everything as, like, well, every, to, uh, perhaps to get the hundred percent rating that they always put in their games. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think it would take that long to get to the end of the story if you ignored everything. It would probably be pretty quick. Like, like it'd be certainly longer than a Call of Duty, but I don't know. What, maybe like thirty hours. hours? Yeah, 30, twenty. No. Twenty. No, I don't know. Yeah, twenty maybe. If you boost through it. I would have thought not that I've got through it, but just from the feeling of the way it's going, I, I mean, it seems like there aren't that many. Uh, understandably, because they're totally awesome, but probably really hard to design. There aren't actually that many of the heists. I don't know it's how like many there six are. Six or something, right? I, I guess uh, they're kind of like. I guess they're kind of like Zelda dungeon equivalents or whatever. It's like mm. you get you get so many. So, and I've done like three, so I must be like halfway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Are you getting the burnout yet? Or, like, uh, a lot of people seem to be saying it's like you just get to a point and it's just like, this This isn't actually that, you know, the draw goes. 
Uh, I'm not finding that, not yet, but maybe it's because right. I've been spacing it out because I've been moving and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm certainly still like it. Are we on to what I've been playing? I was going to well, go with Zach. Just in general. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go, go okay. with Zach. Come on. Bring it, Zagel. <laughs> I've played tons of stuff. Hey, this podcast is going to be hell long. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, are you playing Kerbal Space Program? Because I saw well, yeah, that. Okay, I want to. I want to try that. Yeah, so. you should actually probably try that think? again. Do you think but I should? Well, the trouble with it was, I was like, yeah, that would be totally a good reason to tell Dad to get back in there because it's like, you know, an actual thing to do. I guess now there's like structure now that they've added the first pass on the camp, on the career mode. Yeah, but the trouble is, it's like. <laughs> it's kind of awesome the idea that you have limited parts or whatever and then you have to like build up your science resource to unlock more parts up this tech tree right but that just makes it actually really hard <laughs> it's like you start the game with virtually nothing you're, you're like trying struggling because well the idea with the science is like basically you want every you have certain modules that can give you science and like your crew can just do a report that gives you a little bit of science as well okay but then you want to be able you want to like do the science and the report in different locations because then that gives you essentially new science so you get the full bonus again but if you okay. repeat the same science over and over you get you know progressively less and less diminishing from, returns from doing yeah. the same thing mm. yeah okay so it's like you're trying to do it's like you can get some right at the start you know because you're not you're just like this is all new I can do this thing on the launch pad and I'll still get some science <laughs> but then then like because you've got such limited parts you're like I'm actually really struggling to get anywhere new to do science to unlock new parts <laughs> oh, right so what the, the the progression balance isn't there yet well well maybe or maybe it's just or maybe because you don't want to have to grind it you don't want to just be like put a thing in orbit, get as much science as you can, and then just do that over and over. No, because I, like I guess that diminishes the sort of point of Kerbal, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just to experiment and muck around. And... Yeah. It's like, if you don't want to ever repeat anything, mm. you always want to be progressing forwards. But yeah, then you, you want you the game can... to be forcing you to do something different. Yeah. It's like, if you get to the point where you're like, well, I can just about make it to the moon, that's so I can get the moon science, but mm. then I'm like, well, I can't land on the moon with what I've got. I need some more science to unlock some more parts to be able to actually do that. So I can't really progress. I just have to do some more flights that just trundle around the moon a few more times, I guess. Mm. Is it not because could you fit different like data gathering stuff? Is that something perhaps that you reckon is coming? Like, well, no, because you unlock. So I can, you I'll unlock. orbit the moon and I'll like survey the surface. Oh, it's like crap. We haven't got enough stuff. This time we have to go and like take up some other reading. But you unlock the science modules as you go as well. So it's like, do you want to prioritize going down the tree that gives you more modules for science? Yeah. They, they, they perhaps should have like more awkward requirements as you go along to like try and force you to build different ways and. Well, I mean, that would be, that's like... Like one of them should be just a giant ball or something that's just a really awkward thing to place somewhere and there's well, heavy like, or... That should be the actual... It's like career mode in this, as it is now, where it's just like you just have to re get the science to unlock new parts. That's, that's sort of not really a career mode either. That's just like another kind of sandbox. It's like they need that, but then also like missions on top of that. So, like, when you get to certain points in the tech tree, there should be missions associated with that tech level. Yeah, that makes sense. That I mean, obviously, could this is the first parts. part of yeah. career. Okay. Do you reckon there should be perhaps, like, a combination of, like, science and some other thing that you get from the missions then? Because the missions wouldn't necessarily give you science, I guess. Or is it just, <laughs> like, so you have, like, some sort of multi-tiered resource 
to... Well, they still haven't implemented the cost of parts being a thing yet. Right. So if oh, they right. do that, okay. that will be another layer of difficulty, I suppose. Mm. So, so <laughs> you can make everything harder. So you can... You can do this, but it's not worth very much to us. Do it on the cheap. Is it just the availability of the parts, then? Yeah, or, pretty much. Okay. So you can put as many of the as you want yeah, of still. Uh, of anything yes. uh, that you have unlocked. Yes. Okay. So and I think could... maybe the other maybe the other problem with it is that, like the tech tree is. I don't agree very much with the order of the tech tree. Oh right. <laughs> like, okay. I was, I was, well, the main problem is that if you want, when you get the science modules and you activate them in space or whatever, and it gives you some science. <laughs> It doesn't actually give you... level this, like, gives you science. <laughs> That's just what it's called. Uh, <laughs> science. It's, it's like, it, the module, either, you either have to return that module to the planet and, re- and recover the vehicle, and that gives you full, like, all of the science. <laughs> all of the science. <laughs> or, if you have an antenna, you can transmit it, and you get, like, 20%. And it's like, that's, oh, just, wow. that's just not worth that's rough. <laughs> always trying to return your one, especially in the early stages. You're like, you have so little potential to get science. You want to get as much as you can. Can there like, eventually be a better antenna that gives you more of the science back? Maybe. I don't, I don't know so what the effect of the antennas actually is yet. Because really. unless it's like you're acquiring moon rocks. Surely well, yeah, I mean, that's old. obviously a thing yeah. to bring the samples back. That makes sense. But then when it's just like a science module that does an experiment where it's like, let's expose this to vacuum, the fact that you have to bring that module all the way back to the planet to get the full science out of it is really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the actual tech tree, it's like you start with one antenna, but then you don't start with batteries or solar panels. So... So you can't send anyone. So you can only do one transmission per flight, basically. Oh, Oh, okay. Right. So you have to find out where on the tech tree it is. Like, where the fuck do I go down this tech tree to get some solar panels? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, weird. So um, it doesn't show you the tech tree. It's not no. got any like, UI for that. I mean, you know, you can choose which part of the tech tree to unlock, but you can't see what's ahead of you. Yeah. You can only see the next thing. I kind of think that this Kerbal's going to struggle with this, like just in general. It sounds like actually it's a real quite difficult problem well yeah trying to put in some kind of progression system into i mean it is a balance thing of like you don't just want to give loads of science for the easy things because (laughs) but then when at the start of the game that's all you can do i I do wonder if perhaps the like it should have been more instead of like a progressionary mode maybe a bit more of a just a challenge like perhaps the first thing they should try is just a series of like special challenges yeah so you're putting a certain scenario with and you're just like, here's the stuff you can use, here's how much money you can spend. Yeah. That kind of maybe. stuff. Like, you need to get well, Obviously, this was a lot easier than that. I mean, this is just yeah. putting an unlock over each of the parts. Yeah, true, true. It requires a little less thought, I guess. Less effort. Pro tip, <laughs> when, you're doing, when you're trying to maximize your science potential for a mission, mm-hmm. you can, you can right-click on your command pod to get a crew report, which is worth, like, nothing. And just says something generic like "it's hell of space out here." <laughs> it doesn't actually say that, but I think it should. Okay. That'd be much better. <laughs> so much space. But that so that's like worth nothing. But if you go either and do a and do an even report, that's worth a lot more science. And if you're doing an even report, the even report is counts differently when you're in orbit for each different type of terrain you're over. 
Oh, right. How do you know so, what type so of if you want to get to all the time? So is it just uh, the sea and, and land, or is it like... It's, well, there's like deserts and mountains count as well, and the ice caps, oh, right. of course. Mm, okay. So it's like, protect if you want science faster, but don't bother with regular crew if you want. Just open the door, climb outside, and then look at the planet, and then climb back inside. <laughs> <laughs> and and plus, re- which that, plus which that, t- the EVA report is a stored report, so that just stores in the command module, so you can bring down a load of that at once and just get all of them for like every type of terrain you flew over, you can store the reports. So you go around the planet finding all the terrain types and getting out each time. Yeah. And, and make it's really the dumb. Report. I don't know why that's not just the regular crew report. It's like, why is the EVA report different at all? Mm-hmm. Well, I and guess also, like and also when you, when you're historically like a hard thing to do. Well, yeah, but it's totally got it come Yeah. And also, when you land on the planet, regardless, when you land, obviously you can do, you can do a surface sample even on Kerbin, so you can just pick up like some snow and be like, "Science!" <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the snow of it because it appears that you know the space station is all that exists on Kerbin. <laughs> well, they're planning to put cities and stuff eventually, supposedly. Well, they already so, improved the um, the space center, didn't they? Yeah, and the space center. It looks so, yeah. actually quite cool now. Doesn't Always it? pick up a sample when you get to the planet. I do an EVA report when you when you're just standing there and be like, I don't really need this spacesuit guy. <laughs> I think that I think they should put in the like water tower and like all the masses of steam thing that you get from a real rocket launch. Well, not all yeah. of them, but the yes. the main one, the big ones. They it's like they actually like when they were doing the revamp of the space station, they actually took out things like the launch tower because it yeah, just they, got in the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did. Hmm. Unless eventually that's something that they could like let you build. Yeah, like just make it like a launch clamp only better. Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily affect it, or has the ability to sort of just boost itself out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, that's curving, curving, I guess. I, I accidentally did an awesome mission where I like I got up the tech tree not quite far enough to land, but I was I was like I can get some more science if I just get out of Kervin's influence into a solar orbit because that be, that's a new environment so I get some more science and I can just transmit it back with a, like an automated probe. Mm-hmm. Well, I only get like twenty percent of the science, but it will be new science. So I, so I did that and like so I fired off a probe that did a, like a moon slingshot to get out of Kervin's influence and into a solar orbit. And then when I got there, I was like. I might actually have enough fuel to get to one of the other planets. And then I did that, and I was like, holy shit, this is actually awesome. I've got to a totally different planet. And then when I got to the planet, I was like, I might actually have enough fuel to get into an orbit and get a high orbit and low orbit pair of sides for that as well. And I was like, holy shit, I had enough fuel for that as well. And I was like, I've still got some fuel left. Fuck it, let's try and land. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a, did a really, really dumb landing where, where I, like, when I was at the, I was in this super ridiculous elliptical orbit where it was like, only just over the atmosphere at one end and about 50 million miles away on the other end. So I just stopped and fell straight down because this was the planet that has like super dense atmosphere. So I knew it'd slow me down a lot. Okay. <laughs> and so I was coming down. It didn't even, this thing doesn't even have landing legs around our lock bows. So I was <laughs> trying to land perfectly vertically and just drop it onto the engine. So I was coming down and like burning the last of my fuel. And it was like, oh, this is going to be close. And then like, at the last possible moment I ran out of fuel and was going like twice as fast as I needed to be to survive and only the command module would survive because everything else blew up and acted as like a crumble zone. <laughs> I was like, awesome. well, I guess I can't get any science because all my science blew up. <laughs> <laughs> but your dudes survived, did they? Well, no, it wasn't, it was a robotic. Oh, right, okay. 
but luckily, so obviously I'd already transmitted all the other science at this point, like all the other various points in this thing where it counted as a different environment. So I got, I got quite a lot of science off that mission accidentally, where it's like, I wasn't even intending to go to this other planet, but bonus, I guess. <laughs> I kind of think like if you're using the unmanned probes that perhaps you shouldn't be able to fly them. Like, you should just tell them what to do and hope for the best. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of, that's what they are doing, essentially. I mean, you're commanding them directly. But, but they'd be like, you should have, like, latency. And well, stuff. yeah, but if you really want, if in that case, it should actually be better to be fully robotic because you could just plot in a course and it would do it exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but that'd be the thing. That'd be, like, some of the things they could take tech up because you could, like, have to have, like, oh, this is a shit one. <laughs> and then, yeah, then eventually you get pretty good ones, but they will never be a human or something, like your manual control. But I don't know, I think that'd be a bad, but you know, perhaps for some things, but you know, perhaps for like direct control and stuff, you need the where you know you can do better than the AI, then you need to have some dudes. I don't think that's ever the case. I'm pretty sure in virtually all cases, like AI controlled would be better than doing it manually. Isn't that the case in real life, really? Maybe. I don't know. It would be better as a gameplay mechanic. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, because that's the thing about Kerbal. It's like, even in the early 60s, they had like a computer that worked yeah. out how long the burn needed to be and actually did it. Yeah. So that's that. That was a dramatic sudden patch where I, where I also streamed it. So you can go watch that hilarious planet crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? Well, before that, there was another dramatic patch of Terraria 1.2. Which, okay. Terraria, which was a lot of stuff in Terraria. Because really? it, it was the classic where it's like they'd said that they were done with Terraria. And they were, that was it. That was before the Xbox version came out. And then the Xbox version came out, and everyone was pissed because the Xbox version had new stuff in it. And then apparently they decided to come back to Terraria and update it some more. I don't know how much of it is stuff that was in the Xbox version and ported back over or whether it is... Because there is some actually new, new stuff for the PC version. But yeah, there's more of that. So I started over again, naturally. As you do. (laughs) And then didn't actually get to really any of the new stuff, of course. How far do you need to get before you get to the new stuff? It's not that far for some of it, but then, like, obviously quite a lot of it is, like, late-game stuff again. Although they did find, <laughs> I did find an annoying thing that they changed, which would probably be really suck if you're playing on hardcore mode where your characters die permanently. <laughs> because it's like I was, I, it's not like I hadn't died at all up to this point, but you know, I got to the point where it changes the world into the hard mode, where it's like after you defeat what is essentially the final boss of normal mode, it transitions into hard mode, and then all the normal enemies get harder and all that kind of stuff, and you get new resources. But one of the things they changed for new for new hard mode is now the hard mode bosses will just fucking spawn. <laughs> so on the first night uh, when I transitioned into hard mode, the hardest of the hard mode bosses spawned directly on me and just murdered my face instantly because I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any of the new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like that would suck if I'd been playing a hardcore character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then I stopped playing that really. Because I, I don't know, I got tired of it. But even though I had actually got to any of the new stuff, I had explored quite a lot of the world, admittedly, just going through caves and looking for new stuff. And I got new like items, but then then there's stuff where they've actually sort of introduced a more gated progress element to it. Like there's a there's a 
big big ass temple in the jungle that has a door that you can't get through until you defeat one of the hard mode bosses that gives you a key. So it's like there's actual reason to. It's not just for you know for chits and gills. You actually have to kill these bosses to unlock some more stuff. Oh. Oh, and the other thing they changed in Terraria is they made it so you can walk up one tile high blocks and slopes. Oh, that's cool. No, no more red jumping. Although yeah. you probably still have to jump for right. Like. Yeah, it's quite a lot. But then it's like, <laughs> what was funny about it is that immediately after the one point two patch came out, there was a news story that was like, the guy who makes Terraria says there's a Terraria two coming, and it's like. Yeah. Have you maybe not realised that Starbound is <laughs> yeah, yeah. not very far away and it's totally just this game again? Yeah, good luck. Good like, is, this, is this going to be the start of like a real horrible rivalry? Yeah, it's like... Or or, the, or maybe it will just be the Torchlight 2 Diablo 3 hilarious situa- situation where Terraria 2 will come out before Starbound. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that seems quite likely by the way it's been going. <laughs> They're still not in beta. And they pretty much officially moved the release date to 2014. Well, that seemed seemed inevitable. Yeah. We kind of knew that in like August when it was like, where the fuck is the beta? (laughs) And it's still, where the fuck is the beta? Inevitable. That's Terraria. And then there was something in between Terraria and and Kerbal. Twelve Fortress. No, <laughs> although I have been tempted. But there still hasn't been an actual new release for that for ages. Mm. So that's why I haven't been going back. Because it's like, I'll go back as soon as you fix something that's got their bugs <laughs> that I know about, the ones that I care about, or the military shit. Uh, I played quite a lot of Super Hexagon because <laughs> I was like, God damn it, I'm going to actually do this. And then actually started getting better at it. But now I have the really dumb... I have the first, second, fourth, and fifth achievement. <laughs> because I can't do the third level. It's like, I've done Hexagon, and I've done Hexagoner, but I can't do Hexagonist. But then I did Hyperhexagon and Hyperhexagoner, because those <laughs> are actually easier than Hexagonist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> it's mainly because the hyper versions, obviously, you sort of already know the patterns. Right, from the, okay. From the non hyper versions. Yeah. And also, well, I, I guess this is actually hindering me but it might help is like some of the patterns in the hyper hexagon are, are like sort of similar to ones in hexagonist so I'm using that as practice I see. but it's still not enough <laughs> mm. and also I realise why it always seems difficult why, why it always seems like dramatic tension when you're getting to like the last because it goes up your progress is gated by when the woman says the name of the it's like point line triangle and you're like yes yeah. but then i i realized why it always seems like it's really annoying when you get to square pentagon and the hexagon because it's not a linear scale and i just hadn't noticed it's like line it's like line is at 10 seconds triangle is at 20 seconds square is at 30 seconds but then pentagon is 45 seconds so it is actually longer (laughs) and then it seems like that you're like ah struggling and then it's so that's actually why it seems more difficult (laughs) so yeah i suppose you have to convey that feeling in some way other than my eyes are melting (laughs) yeah so there was that played quite a bit of that dramatically and then then the May, the other third big huge thing that's been sp- I've spent too much time on. Also, this is 
sort of related to Terraria and this next game is that I've been listening to tons of goddamn podcasts because I was like, I'm finally going to clear out this goddamn podcast folder I've got where I just saved a bunch of them and I can't remember why. <laughs> okay. What, what podcast though? Just podcasts, basically. Oh, right. Just tons okay. of them. So I've been like grinding through those. I'm always done. <laughs> Archiving. Yeah, I'll be free of that massive pile of files. So the yeah, other, are you like clipping them for the bits that you actually remembered keeping them for, or no? I'm not clipping them. I'm just saving the whole thing if it's if it, like <laughs> interesting. This is an awesome bit. <laughs> but then, so yeah, we go through that, and then the other game that I've been playing whilst doing that has been quite a bit of SimCity. <laughs> really? Yes. Because so, what's going know. on with SimCity? Uh, not really they announced like a, a weird expansion or something. Yes, they've crap. announced their expansion, but let's not talk about that. Because the, fuck that and fuck them. That was the Red <laughs> Cross yeah. thing, wasn't there? Oh, ignore that as well. Yeah. It's not even doesn't even be worth talking about. Because they didn't they say relatively recently that they are actually now working on offline mode for realsies. Well, basically, what happened was they were doing their they did several sort of previews for the expansion they were doing like a news post every week or whatever mm. i mean they have been doing that anyway but it's been on uh, you know other random topics in SimCity where it's like make a really good trade city and then take a screenshot of it and maybe you'll win a something sure <laughs> but now they so they did their announcements for the expansion and then randomly in the middle of that it was like here's the main guy or some important guy in Max is telling you about the whole state of the whole game and about what we're working on at the moment in general that's not the expansion necessarily. And then, so in that one, that was a great news post. They, so they suggested somewhat about offline where they were like, yeah, maybe. But then they all, they also pretty much just had in this place, they were just like, it pretty much could just be summed up as larger maps, colon, no. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> it pretty much just said no to that whole concept, yeah. which really sucks. Yeah. And then gave their classical sort of vague excuse for it. Like, we tried prototyping and load balancing. massively and <laughs> sucks. <laughs> idiots. Just get a grip. You can make it happen. They already made massive fucking maps for the previous SimCities. I'm sure you can manage <laughs> Yes, but it's still different. This is really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just, just come out of Brad and say, no, we're not doing the I thing that you want us to do. To make if it. there is a technical reason for it, how fucking bad is their underlying architecture that means they can't do this? It's yeah. ridiculous. But then, so then, then I, well, then I actually went to play the game to, to discover how you know rediscover, as I often do every time I play this, where it's like, why does this suck? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And admittedly, it's been like, I very specifically tried to make cities where I, I was like, okay, this time for real, I'm going to make one of these great works by myself. I'm going to have each of these cities have a purpose. And then, you know, they all going to actually work in the region and maybe work together, but not too much because I know how bad that is. Mm. So I was very carefully making these cities with their specific goals. And it was actually working pretty good. I did have one random bug that was actually beneficial for a change. <laughs> where it's like, I needed to move my garbage dump, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the the incinerator, so it will burn all the garbage out of that, so it won't convert the ground pollution when I demolish it." So, so then, like, so I burnt all the garbage out, demolished it, built a new one, and then for some reason, it seemed to have got stuck somewhere that there was an incinerator that didn't exist any longer that was on. So the other gar- the new garbage dump, never had any garbage in it because it was just mysteriously vanishing <laughs> for no air pollution. And I was like, "Sweet, awesome, <laughs> <laughs> that's really dumb." Yeah, it was really dumb. But then, 
so that was all working fine. I built my first city, which was just like oil, because I was going to make plastic and then maybe try and convert that into like the TVs that you need to make the arcology. And also, this was just like a money city to get the money you need to pay for the arcology, which is like a million. Right. <clears throat> so I did that. And then I had my second city, which was going to be like, this is just going to be the industrial city, because now that freight actually matters, I was right. like, I, I just need to make freight so my commercial zones can be less pissed off. So that was just going to be my all-industrial city as much as possible, which still isn't very easy because you're like, well, I have to have all these workers to work in the industrial, but then they want commercial as well. So then that commercial eats up some of the industrial. Mm. <laughs> you have to like be super careful with your balance. And then I was, so that was going okay, and that made some money. Actually, that that city weirdly, well, I guess not weirdly, when you're making the specializations where it's like oil or whatever, yeah, that. Because you're making all this infrastructure to, around oil, like oil wells and refineries and all this shit, that like eats up all your hourly income. So you tend to go into the red, but then obviously selling off the oil is making you the money to counteract that. Mm. Whereas like in the city where I was only doing in regular industrial buildings and then just houses, that city has ludicrous income where it's like plus 7,000 quid an hour. Mm. <laughs> it's like way higher than... But then, then, then it still doesn't actually make as much money as selling off the resources, which is a weird, like... Strange. It's kind of distracting when you see that red thing in your bar and it's like, negative a thousand, and it's like, no, that's it's not fine. actually representative it's, of what I'm getting. I've fine. got four million quid. It's fine. When I sell this off, it will be good again. Yeah. So, but, so it doesn't self-sustain, it just has to... Yeah, as long as it's all operating, you're fine. But yeah. then if, you, if the oil dries up, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, so then I went on to make the third city where I was going to do metal extraction and like make the alloy and stuff that I need for the TVs to make. But then, sort of halfway through this, I realized that it doesn't actually work because you can't very easily trade the actual resources between cities unless they're both active at the same time. Oh, right. Like, you can build a storage zone in your town, build it all up, and then be like, okay, send all this to the other city, and then go to the other city, and then be like, okay, I've got the storage zone to receive all this, but you can't just have like a constant trickle or anything. Huh. So you can't really manage the supply lines very well unless you're playing it simultaneously. Well, that, that may be part of this, yeah, this exactly. like intrinsic multiplayer. multiplayer design. So so I was like, well, I, at least I'm making money off all this metal. I can just buy the plastic and, <laughs> and then build the processes or whatever here. So I started doing that. And by this point, I got enough money in that first city to unlock the arcology work and start the project so I could see how much of the resources I need. And, and I was like, okay, do that. And so I started it in the first city. It was like, well, the first city, you can get a tiny bit of alloys from recycling and send that to the archaeology. And I went to the second city just to check up on it. It was like, well, I guess you can't really do anything because you're, you're, you're only making freight and that's always that's not got nothing to do with the archaeology. But your, this city is closer so you can see the archaeology side of it better. And that's nice. And then I went to the third city and it's like, well, fuck, I've run into the into the apparently really old still here bug of the of this of the great work system where this city can't fucking see it oh. <laughs> and therefore can't interact with, interact with it in any way shit <laughs> that's pretty bad yep so it's basically fun <laughs> uh, it's like it's some kind of weird I thought if I just like logged out logged in or let you know left it for a while and like the server would catch up because it's obviously as you know it's communicating that state to the server at some point mm. but it still hasn't and i'm like it's just fucked and then I'm, then at that city that third city unlocked the ability to make the arcology as well and had enough money to do it so i was like 
well, maybe if I just start the archaeology project from this city, you'll realize that it already exists. But that hasn't done it. It's just got locked in like, it took the money and then was like, okay, your the request to start the archaeology project is pending and now it's just pending forever. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, great. This whole thing is fucked. So yeah, SimCity still fucked. <laughs> what a surprise. Mm. Well, it's a shame you went to all that effort to try and like make it work after they patched all this stuff and it's still screwed. Fundamentally broken. Yep, there's yeah. still things that fuck. And, and as... And I've still been avoiding using like the region stuff as much as possible. Like each city has its own schools. There's no student commuting for that yeah, classic yeah, bug okay. I love. Good idea. Is that bug so, still yeah. there? Uh, last time I checked, I think they almost fixed it. It just like it wasn't nearly as bad as it was. It was just like yeah. a little trickle of students would occasionally disappear. <laughs> Not just all of them. <laughs> that, that's. <laughs> well, that's some kind of acceptable loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that. That's. In that case, it's sort of fixable because, I mean, technically it was fixable before because all you, what you could do was just look for the buildings that didn't have any students in them ever, demolish them, let them rebuild, and then it would repopulate them with new students. Where did the children go? <laughs> yep, exactly. So, you know, that was the solution to that problem. Mm. Still a bad solution. <laughs> it's just not very analogous to the actual cities that you're trying to simulate. That's a no. And yeah. and the AI for like driving and stuff is still. I was, I was. It was like in that industrial city where it was only making freight. I was like, well, these roads are getting kind of crowded. Maybe I should like well in advance of when I actually need it. Maybe I should start working on a like tram line or whatever they're called, streetcars. Mm. Drop a streetcar line that transports people from the residential area past the commercial area down to the industrial area, or down to the college because there's loads of commuters that need to get to the college for students. So I was like, so I set up this fucking tram line, and it's just. I could have sworn they said that they fixed the trams to make them less retarded, but they totally didn't because it's like the res- all the residents come out of the buildings, <coughs> go to that first tram line stop, get on the tram, go round the corner to the commercial area, get out, realise that they can't use any of these commercial buildings because they're already all sold out or they're students so they're not even meant to be there, walk mm-hmm. back to the first tram station, get on a tram, go to the second tram station, get off, and it's like, you better go past that one! <laughs> oh, God. You idiots! And they just spent the whole day walking around that one one block, just going backwards and forwards between those two train stations. <laughs> so then I was like, "Well, fuck that, demolish that whole thing." God damn it! How it's just depressing. At what point during the process of making this game did they not just go shit sparks? Can it? <laughs> well, presumably because they made some amount of money back by actually selling this pile of crap. Well, I think it's like. It's the sort of classic problem with looking at things that are fucked up in games, where it's like you can imagine that the, the, the situations where there, where like as much testing as you can do, you're never going to happen upon some things because it only happens in certain situations. And if you if you haven't, it's like, it just seems so goddamn common in this. Well, it's common, but it's like if you haven't. I mean, that is like. If your city was in a slightly different layout, that tram line would probably work because enough of the people would go, would, you know, if your stations were in a different order, the trams would go to the stations in a different order and it would appear to work. Mm-hmm. And you'd never run into, you'd never see that problem or you wouldn't see it significantly enough to know it was happening. I don't know, man. Yeah, they play, they play test these things like pretty thoroughly these days, especially as high profile releases this is. You'd expect that they'd have had a 
like thousands of hours of game time put into it just to yeah but the trouble, trouble I think the trouble with SimCity is maybe like one of the earliest problems I talked about with it is like maybe the the fact that the simulation doesn't work isn't as visible as it should be it's like when when it's like it's not like it immediately fucks your town up. It might take a while between for the, for like those people stuck in the tram loop to be like, I haven't been to work for a while, so I don't have any money, so now I'm going to leave the town and you're like, What the fuck's going on? And then you'd go look for it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like or maybe there was like just a sort of like a shoulder shrug of like when they see something like this happens and they're just like Oh, that's probably not important. <laughs> you know, it was the, the the I guess the problem with like pretty much every problem in SimCity is that the mechanics of that game are such that kind of everything is a problem if it doesn't work right. Yeah, and but it's, then but then like if only one thing doesn't work out work right, sometimes everything else just is is, is working well enough to mask the one thing that's yeah. working right. Well, that's yeah, that's probably okay, maybe. But if it's like as you say, like children disappearing, so which critically affects your entire town, then it's yeah, you know. Uh, that one was... I mean, they patched that one, so... Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> they worked that one out eventually. I know. But it's just, it's just one of those games where you can't really afford to make... It sounds like every little problem you have has actually got some... Everything has nasty, a little problem and they eventually snowball. It's a, fa- it's a fairly nasty ramification, yeah. Yeah. That's SimCity. God damn it. Still. <sighs> Okay. Why isn't there any competitors to SimCity? Or is it, well, is, there's the well, cities in motion. motion. Yeah. Well, is that what's that like? Has anyone actually tried it? it? Or uh, no, I mean, that, those does Tropico count? I think Tropico kind is of. probably the nearest. Mm. Kind of because it's is like that... the cities in motion stuff is is might is, is probably more similar to transport. Yeah, it's really. more transport focused. Yeah, it? it's yeah. not like city building. I mean, it does have city building, but it's not. There was a game on Steam the other day that was just called Bridge Builder. Yeah. Basically, a rip off of Bridget. Oh, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Also, Bridget. Actually, I think Bri- 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 a new version of Bridget is in Greenlight as well. <laughs> good old Bridget. Yep. <laughs> She's a good workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke over. Sealed with some silence. Okay. <laughs> And I, I think that was more or less everything. It cool. probably wasn't. I'm pretty sure there was something else that I was playing when I wasn't playing Super Hexagon in that middle bit. But it's been three weeks, so I can't really remember. I think it's Rob's turn for, yep. for what you've been playing. Last of Us. Oh, yes. How's it going? Got, Still got, being harrowed by the harrowedness? No, I'm about 75% of the way through it now. The game is quite long, has to be right. said. It's like, I reckon it's going to take me just under 20 hours to finish. Wow. Okay. So it's 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 worked out longer than I think. Yeah, uh, I'm so I'm spending long. quite a lot of time like just being thorough, I guess, just yeah. wandering around trying to find all the um, supplies that I could potentially need because there are occasionally moments where I haven't had many like bad times by being thorough. If you know what I mean, it's like I think my thorough approach to getting all the supplies means that I'm never really lacking in them, but it does just add to time. And so I kind of I think I kind of alluded to this last time. Like when we briefly mentioned it, I think on our previous casts, that it's 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 a strange beast that game because it's it's equally impressive as it is kind of not enjoyable. Okay, in the sense that 
it's like it goes to great lengths to, and succeeds at creating this atmosphere of life being a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does that very, very well from the brutal first 20 minutes that are just amazing. Um, and uh, then carrying that theme to the first few hours of the game that, you know, it's kind of like that everything is going to be hard in this world and it's uh, uh, murder is just part of, part of your day to day. And it's like, you know, paints all of that sort of really well. Um, and then as you progress through the game, you kind of realize, well, this is just kind of normal for them. And even when the story starts to evolve, it's like, I don't think anything that you're doing is particularly out of the ordinary for these guys. They've been doing it for a while. There's still a little bit of that feeling of, oh, hey, Joel seems to be much better at this than anybody in the world. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is he not the king of everything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is he not some ridiculous, um, like, gang lord or something um but it's from that perspective it does a very very good job i like their use of or the sound you know they made a bit of a deal of their sound engineering like in some of their like lead up to the game's release and they weren't kidding it is fantastic it's like perhaps they overdo like the the muffling effect as someone goes out of the room or something and it's they're a little bit further away you know they're trying to mimic the sort of uh, the sound bouncing off a few walls to get you to perhaps sometimes they overdo that to the point of if you weren't playing with subtitles on some of the dialogue might be a little hard to hear if oh, you okay. wandered away from your um, oh, right, yeah. partners and it's a uh, um, do you play with the subtitles on I play with the subs on so I pretty much, that's pretty much my go-to with games in general just in case I miss something right yeah you know occasionally you can have a bit of dialogue that's important that kind of tells you what you're supposed to be doing next and if you don't hear it because an explosion happens or something, then that could be a problem. But you know, at least with the subs on, you've got something perhaps to glance at. Mm. Um, so yeah, I play it play it like that. Uh, yeah, but it does it does sound fantastic, and it does do its. There are there are scenes, especially when you're getting like the one of the more common zombie types is what they call the clicker, which is blind but uses ultrasound to see. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of, they're, they're pretty shit at seeing. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they, but the the audio for them is phenomenal because they tend to they do they do the sort I I I'm playing it with my full surround sound setup in my house and it's like the game is much much easier I think because I have surround sound like oh okay the, that's good because, because you know it's so important sometimes to hear oh shit there's one coming through the door behind me oh god I'm gonna have to adjust my position pretty sharpish whereas before I'd have to spend like a few moments trying to figure out where that sound came from you know even in stereo I don't think it's I don't think it would be as easy to figure out where stuff is. Mm. Um, I mean, the the when you're doing the stealthy stuff, the 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 you do have this ability to attune your hearing, okay. just kind of like Joel's superpower, where you can basically see stuff through walls and it will highlight where things are um, in relation to you. And it's a um, so that that that's that's your visual aid, but you don't have you don't have that all the time. And it's somewhat impractical to use it all the time because it kind of muffles most of the. It's weird because it kind of muffles most sound, but at the same time highlights stuff on screen. So it's kind of weird. It's like <laughs> okay. I'm tuning my hearing, so I can't hear, but I can see with my ears. Yeah, um, so it's a little, a little funny in that regard. But and you move super slow, so you can't use it all the time. You're only supposed to use it when you're still and somewhere safe. But. Um, so the stealthness of the game is basically your key to success. If you can get through as many segments as possible stealthily, then you're doing okay because it's 
you don't you're not firing your bullets which are super precious okay. um you're not really using much of your uh, supplies and stuff if you're just strangling guys um so it's uh yeah playing playing stealthily is definitely the way to go but the problem with that is is it suffers from a number of like well, you know all the normal stealth game traits that I don't really get on with are there. So right. situations you can do fuck all about are common because the um uh the the well, while some some guys tend to have like patrol routes and stuff like that that they stick to, sometimes the timings of those can be kind of awkward. Like they don't the, the patrols aren't like all synchronized, so there's always going to be an opening if you wait for the next pass or something. The next pass could be slightly different because of the positions of all the guys in combination may not be right. And it's um and sometimes there were just way too many guys to make that an easy prospect mm. um to figure out. Um so you may find yourself just sat there for a really long time just waiting for a decent opening. Um Yeah. That's a bit of a pain, isn't it? If you like there's nothing you can really do but wait for a gap. Yeah, and even if there is a good opening, it's a dodgy one. Like well, not a good opening, I guess. It's an opening, but it's a dodgy opening that, you know, given if you want to the game does often give you some alternatives, so you can either strangle someone, which is the best silent way because it doesn't cost yeah. anything, but it takes a real long time. Okay. Um, so your st- your, your strangling takes a little while. Um, so you have a choice to use one of your shivs, but your stuff in this world isn't very durable. So your shiv, will, at the start of the game at least, will just break like okay. whenever, you, whenever you use it. But it is pretty insta-kill. Um, so you have a choice. Like, what did, can I cost? Can I use a shiv to get out of this a bit easier, or do I want to try and strangle someone, yada, yada, yada. Because as soon as you get spot, basically just everything goes to shit. Or if someone, if you distract someone, like there's a big mechanic with distracting stuff with like bowls and bricks. If you distract yeah. them, then their pattern is permanently fucked. They don't go back to their old patrol routes. They go to this okay. somewhat um, tentative wander around somewhere, which is sort of their, their route can then be quite unpredictable, which puts you at another disadvantage. It's like, I don't know where the fuck this guy's going to go. Because okay, um, you can't learn from their previous route, because yeah, because it, it no longer applies. Um, it's a uh, it's it's quite a difficult experience at times, and so there are some situations that are a lot harder than others. Like the spikes seem somewhat erratic. Um, they'll be like, oh, that, that easy was really, that section was real easy, and you feel quite good about that sometimes. And then you go like two steps down the road, and you've got a really really hard one. Oh no. And then some of the some of the AI behavior in those situations is somewhat weird as well. If you've like put them in this somewhat like not on their normal patrol route state, they still seem to have the ability to sort of follow you around the map sometimes. Like, oh, right. uh, like I, I did one section where I ended up in a building quite high up and picked off a couple of guys up there. And then, but I'd already had a firefight like earlier in this encounter. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know where I got spot and things had gone bad, but I'd managed to get out of their line of sight and they went back to kind of just looking for me. But then they all sort of slowly meandered up this one staircase to where I was. So like I had the entire like area of people just all heading in my general direction. And it's like, how the fuck did you know I was here? Okay, <laughs> like, that's not good. Yeah. It's like it does seem a bit strange at times and like somewhat artificially making it hard for you. Um I don't think that game this game must must be really not fun i mean it's not it's not generally a fun experience and i know that's intentional but that doesn't necessarily make me dear to the game yeah 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 um so it's not it's not 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's escapism, isn't it, that you want? I, mean, I don't know. It's like, it's it's, uh, yeah, but is, 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 that the kind of, is that the kind yeah. of escapism you really want to have? Like this feeling exactly. of like 20 hours of, uh, grind, <laughs> this yeah. is real hard. This is, uh, it's, 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 the thing is, is, when I succeed in an encounter, because it is so difficult to get most of them right, the whole game literally feels like you're sort of bumbling your way through it. Hmm. Like I've so at no point through. do you feel like, oh, okay, I've got this, and my I'm skilled. I've now. got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it very rarely feels like that, and this is partly because, like, when things get up in your face, like if you get if if you do really fuck stuff up and you get like swarmed by the runner zombies, um, mm-hmm. uh, like the the up close interactions are pretty clunky and pretty messy. It's like you can't you don't have enough flexibility to do really what you want, and uh, you're not you're not you're not, really, and that's again kind of, I guess, the point and stuff. If you're being swarmed by zombies, your options will become limited quite quick. But it just doesn't feel slick enough sometimes for you to be able to get out of them. Yeah. And there are some scenarios where that is forced upon you. Like you'll be in a little room trying to guard a door while someone gets it open, and there'll just be like zombies coming at you. But even in normal mode, it feels like there's too many zombies sometimes, and it's like it, it makes it somewhat of a crapshoot. Like if they happen to come through in a slightly different order and a slightly different timing then you're okay if they all just ha- happen to come in at just the wrong moment then you're boned and there's not a lot you can do about it unless you burn all your supplies potentially and it's like it, a lot of these scenarios feel like are easier the second time because you kind of know what's going to happen mm. and it's like i'm not sure that's good design um from you yeah. know, having yeah. to see what how it plays out in order to be better Before at it even, next time yeah yeah that, that, in order to actually even succeed it's yeah, that's kind of almost a classic example of something what you kind of don't want, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, and it kind yeah. of takes you out of the experience when you die because you no longer kind of believe that yeah, perhaps you could, you could get through the game without dying. Mm. Um, it makes the, the, their plight somewhat more unrealistic in a game that kind of hangs on quite a lot of realism. Mm. Yeah. It's like I quite like the way they treat the zombies. The zombies aren't dead in that game. They're not dead people. They are... Yeah. A, a, a very bad infection that like mm-hmm. totally fucks you over and it's uh so you know that's why you can strangle a zombie in this which i find interesting it's like you know they, they have to have the biology of them still has to function yeah yeah <laughs> which is like wrong with pretty much every other zombie thing yeah that's um, cool yeah and it's sort of like i kind of expected there to be more story as well Whenever there is like a cutscene, it is it's really well done, but there isn't actually many story beats per se. It's just oh, really? kind of a meandering tale. It has its few like real big punctuation moments, like you meet a guy and then a few scenes later that guy dies in some <laughs> bad way, you know. But then ultimately the story is I need to get here. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot more and the the reason is often as limited as that it's like we need to go here for because we need mcguffin x or to get to y or something yeah there's no real it's it's play it's starting at the point i'm at to play some of its you know this is going to come up at some point cards like from like the characters backgrounds and things like joel's history and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. it is now starting to play some of that and uh but it's just taken a real long time to get there. And it's, I actually find, you know, the most, uh, I, I, I almost enjoy the times when nothing is happening in that game. And that is a weird thing to say. 
I kind oh, of like just respite, going through the yeah. environment and scavenging. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But it's in the grand scheme of the game that that's the moments I kind of take away from it. Yeah. Is that really a good thing? It just puts me in this real confused state where I don't really know if I think it's a good game or not. I think it's a very, very slick production. Yeah, yeah. But and maybe that's the same problem people have. You know, maybe it's comparable to the kind of opinion that Beyond Two Souls is making because that's probably the same thing, an incredibly slick production that's perhaps not that great a, uh, yeah, a game, in quotes. Yeah, Last of Us is probably more of a game. Well, it's definitely quotes, more of a game. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. So it, it's so, kind of... It's, do you think it's, like, off the table for your... Uh, Game of the year kind of <laughs> considerations. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because this is what it lulls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it. I don't, where's the thing? I don't really know if it is a disappointment because it ticks. It, I think it ticks the boxes that it's trying to tick. Yeah, yeah. It's like what, that's what, what you intend to do. Think about it in the first place. Yeah, so that's the well, it's because, Maybe it's because you know. Again, this is the sort of the expectation problem, I suppose, with some of these things. You come from playing Uncharted and, you know, Naughty Dog's sense of, oh, wow, that was an amazing set piece. And holy shit, that was ridiculous. And, yeah. And like Nathan Drake being a generally likable character and being quite fun. Joel's not likable. You know, he's quite gruff right. and quite to the point. He's, yeah. he's sort of likable, but he's very much, he's, he's not really a, there's not that much character there in a weird way. He's kind of a blank slate that you can, I guess, project yourself onto and you let Ellie kind of carry the the quips, I guess, and the attitude. It's uh, Joel's just very much a, we've got to get out. The number of times in the first few hours where he says we've got to get out of here in some in some way, mm. like gets a bit grinding, I guess. It's like, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. <laughs> it happens a lot. Well, wherever you're going is likely to be somewhere where you've got to get out of, I expect. It's somewhere where you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think I think maybe you're right. Maybe that maybe it, I don't like it enough, or I'm not. If, if I'm not sure about it, then that probably does rule it out. Yeah. Like as being, I expect so. Maybe it's a worthy nomination, but I'm not sure I could give it to it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, but the, you know, other categories. As I say the, the visuals are great. It does suffer for some weird. Um, like texture blurring like if you turn around too quick sometimes like some of the um, the detail that you can see doesn't look quite there and then it will suddenly sharpen and it's like so maybe that's like a weird blur technique they're using but sometimes that looks a bit funny mm. um, but but generally it's a very very good looking game it kind of like reminds me a lot of the level of detail in some of the environments even the not important environments that you're wandering around is quite impressive Right. Like you'll wander into at one point you'll wander into a, like a, a student dormitory and it's like the styling of what would be there and um, what isn't there and you know the, the one-off posters that are just like one-time assets uh, and stuff like that. It's really quite cool. They, you know, the world is an incredibly detailed place, and it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, the Gears of War like destroyed beauty aesthetic it's like it's not quite gears of war because all of the architecture in gears of war is insane but that's true um but i know what you so, mean there's definitely yeah it has like yeah. it, it does the broken world thing very well um and, and the sound design is fantastic i like their use of soundtrack in the sound design is because it's it's a barely their soundtrack they only use it at like 
after something dramatic has happened, perhaps they'll use a you know they'll have some quiet guitar twiddling going on in the background or during a like a, a stealth section there'll just be the odd drum beat or something like dun, dun. yeah you know it's they don't they don't overdo it and, and the vast majority of the game has no soundtrack and it kind of works yeah yeah i can see that yeah especially when the sound is important to the you know it'd be a bit weird if you had some kind of dramatic soundtrack going on while you were trying to fight the clicker things that rely yeah. on trying to find sound and stuff and I know Gnome probably doesn't like it, but I like the kind of sound balance, like the level, the, the dynamic range of it. Like most stuff seems to happen at quite a comfortable thing. But as soon as a gunshot fires, it's loud. Right, yeah, that's cool. And it's, it's, it's really cool. It's, again, just adds to this sort of, sort of realistic feel of the whole thing. And it's, uh, so yeah, technically impressive. Just not sure if I really like it. Like, a bit like filth. Being a bit like filth. Yeah. That's technically impressive, necessarily. I uh, know. Really. It's a well acted, well put together film, but maybe not technically. I guess. <laughs> okay, fair stylistically. Is, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that, that's taken up quite a lot of my time. Um, okay. I did, as I sort of alluded to earlier, like play a couple of hours of Paper Mario, Woo. like from Thousand Year Door, Woo. like from Thousand the start. Year door. So there was a save file like on my card, and it's like, and I. But the problem is, is I loaded it up, and I can't remember. Was this my playthrough? Did I ever play this? I don't really remember playing this. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure on my save because for a change, unlike most fucking Nintendo games, you get four save slots per save uh, block, file. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure my one had like three different saves that I played at various different. Yeah, times. there's one. The one on my card is like 26 hours in, <laughs> and I'm like. I don't remember playing it that much. So I've just started again. Yeah. So I couldn't remember what the fuck I was going to be supposed to be doing anyway. No, so exactly. If, I just don't think it was me. It's, it's weird. But man, that game is good. Like, even though it hasn't, you know, I'm only like a few hours in, like two or three hours in, something like that. So I'm still doing, I'm in Hooktail's castle. Right, yeah. Right near yeah. the start. And it's, um, um, I've just, I've not had coops for long. No. Um, he's the best. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's practically way better than all the other <laughs> yeah I just love the writing in that game it's consistently funny like just just little things like I'm sitting there going <laughs> I don't think Gnome really appreciates that level of humour maybe it's just dumb humour that I kind of like but well, there's also like Nintendo specific humour I guess yeah some of it but it's a uh... I was just okay, really those birds like talking about fat pipes and things that was <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's a bit later on though but that, that bit was super cool but that game really does just stand up now. Another, you know, it's it's totally fine to just play now. It doesn't hasn't aged no. at all. You just want to be able to play it in HD. That's all. So. Yeah, but even then, I don't really notice it that much hmm. in this. There's something about that aesthetic that doesn't doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, it's um more than good enough. Uh, is it, yeah, um, so I might I might keep playing that to be honest, like for a while. Like, but it's it's kind of like if I don't really feel like playing The Last of Us, so I, I I tend to like set aside like a good number of hours if I'm going to play a Last of Us session. I set aside. I have to make sure I have quite a lot of time to do it. Um, it's one of those games that really benefits from sitting down and spending like two or three hours in a chunk. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Paper Mario, I can jump in for about an hour and they'll be fine. Um, assuming you can find a safe. Assuming point. you can find a safe point, but they're, they're, <laughs> they're plentiful enough. Um, I just, I just love the stupidness of the like the cursed chests. I'd forgotten about that. 
like how it, how it does that whole <laughs> well, sequence. Yeah, yeah it's every like, time. He's like, well, bam, you're cursed. Isn't this curse terrible? It doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> like, it's actually <laughs> it's a power-up. It's a power-up, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're an airplane. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, I love that. It's just so dumb. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably spend quite a bit of time on that. Cool, yeah. See if I can finish it this time. Uh, <laughs> and the infinite dungeon of the levels of Doom, the well yeah. of Doom. Never do that. Well, actually, do it to however far you have to get down to get the only thing that matters out of it. I can't remember yeah, what yeah, your levels or something. Hundred levels. Well, it's hundred like levels the... total. But you don't. Mm. I've never bothered to do it. Or like, there's like something that happens after like twenty or something. Exactly That's useful. right. I can't even remember what it is. Mm. It's like a. Oh. Badge or something. Yeah, I do. I remember that. I remember, I remember watching you do that. Yeah. Uh, it's what else I've been playing. Shit ton of awesome thoughts still. I just I cannot drop that game. I even sort of thought I have been thinking to myself, I really should stop playing this because <laughs> I've not been having a good few weeks. Let's be honest, I'm having a real shit run of it right now. Just incredible bad luck um, all the time, um, and I keep coming across like. Um, I, I think the Awesome Knots community is generally a very likable crowd. Um, you know, they're not that um, offensive and stuff like that in the chat and stuff like that. They're normally pretty friendly. It's like, oh, yeah, well, well played, guys. You know, <laughs> you, you definitely deserve that and stuff like that. Most of the time, they're, they're a great, it's actually a great community. But uh, this last week, this last couple of weeks, I seem to be attracting assholes just straight into the game and everything they say is fuck you oh my god fucking new team ah oh! and then that may be the thing that everyone says in their heads but you know you just don't chat about it the whole time because it just annoys everyone or the number of people that like halfway through the game are just like well this looks like gg i'm gonna let them win and then just sit in the base so they don't have a quit penalty and just like well we're too, too we're a man down like a because like, he's afk and then you, well, you, that's you can't game design. you can't win at that point but yeah, but there should be like an AFK kicker. In, in well, the game. not an AFK kicker, is it? There needs to be more penalty for not doing it. Yeah, for not participating. Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying when that happens, and I've had that happen several times. Or alternatively, yeah. just make it so it doesn't take quite so long to lose yeah. <laughs> once you start losing. Well, as a bit. I- the bit, the thing I have the most trouble with is that yeah, this plagues every game in existence that you play online, but the. The, the, even though the pings look good in that game, occasionally we will have one or one player that is super laggy. Like, and they'll be like, "Yeah, but I'm pinging at like 40," and it's like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't care." You, to me, you're jerking all over the place, and that can have some real crappy side effects, like being able to reach far, far further than they can actually visibly look like. Um, I should probably do some streams and record some of this sometimes to like try and prove my point because there are times where it is. But then you'll just be lagging for some reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but there are times where it is really, really frustratingly bad. Like we can. There have been times where I've just died and there's been nothing that I can see on the screen, and it's like I have no idea what the fuck happened there. How could I have possibly avoided that in a competitive game? It's like how was that my fault? And it's. It's a bit of a bummer because, on the whole, that, that the, the structure of that game is great, but it's just the odd bit of lag is really, really problematic. Plus, my kill death ratio is in the toilet right now, so that's <laughs> it doesn't help when the, this keeps happening to me. That it's like it doesn't make me feel good. 
my win ratio is about 50% right now, so I guess I'm, 100, I'm totally average. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that necessarily means average. Well, I'm currently like in League 3 at rank 8,000, so whether that means I'm 8,000th in League 3, or whether that means 8,000th in total, I don't know. But, um, oh, it's, it's one of those games I really want to be good at, but it just feels like there's the, this occasional technical problem is just making me not understand what I need to do to do better. Like, it's, that, it's the peak, I think, that I have in every multiplayer game. I reach a point, and then I don't understand what I need to do to get better. So, Gurag, maybe this is the point where I should give up. Hmm. Well. <laughs> and then inevitably get drawn back in when the expansion comes out. <laughs> When's that coming out? Uh, don't know. It only got kickstarted a few weeks ago. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, I did the odd other little sneaky bit of game. I played some Beat Hazard, like just to kill time. And I remembered something that I also played in the in the gaps. That was also something that you played in the gaps. We actually went back into Guild Wars slightly. Oh yeah, we just did. for a little while. Yeah, do the hell, do like the Halloween clock tower again. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Everyone's favorite jumping puzzle. It's the same tower as before. Is Rob there still a, um, has problems. I still have problems reason. with the jumping mechanics, so it's just really hard to judge. Mm. I can do that tower like every time, practically. <laughs> yeah, you're really good at that. I just, I just feel like I get stuck on things that I can't see, or it doesn't jump right, or I had latency in my jumps, which was frustrating. Which at I'm point. still blaming on your keyboard. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ruling that out. <laughs> that's that's quite likely. But, but at least they did patch that to make it so that everyone apart from you is almost invisible. Yeah, that's <laughs> which was the big was, problem with it before. That is quite nice, actually, especially when you're playing in the sewer. Yeah, they just appear as like glowing balls, so you can see where they are, but they don't obscure your view of yourself, which was a real, real shitter mm. before. And also, I guess they also sort of they kind of inherently so, solve that problem another way by the way they made it so that it like separates you off into groups of five. Basically, it's yeah. no longer like server based. Well, it's a little annoying because you because like, you can't <laughs> hang around with your friends any longer. Yeah, and you and you can't. Um, well, they, they, they've made it into a bit of a competition now, so you can run the who can run the tower successfully in fifteen it's not like minutes. That well, no, but at the end of it, like that just means that there's like an extended wait period of a few minutes while it while the, when the game ends and it's like you're waiting for it to turn over to the next one. Really, at that point, you just I just want to run the fucking tower again. Come on, it's only like a minute. It's like three. It's not because because it, it cuts out a minute earlier and then says gather round my subjects, and yeah. then you have to wait a minute for the scoreboard to come up. Yeah, and that which, minute, and then that probably takes another minute. No, it doesn't then, because it says gather round my subjects when there's not enough time to do one more run, which is less than a minute and a half. And then the timer and then the runs down. Comes fully. up after that minute and a half is over. Yeah, and then it sits there for a while. And then it sits there for like 30 seconds and then restarts. Still two minutes! <laughs> Barely two minutes! Yeah, but I just want to be running it all the time. That's, rest- that's you know, restart theory. <laughs> I just want to be running it. Don't want to wait. And I, really, want, I want to be like Meat Boy. Really not much else going on in the Halloween thing. It's basically, there is a new story, a new, like, story segment, but yeah, you can't, well, it's, you can do like this new little mini story segment where you go and see the bad prince instead of the bad king, and that, 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 then he escapes or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh no, we have to stop him!" But then you can't go into the second part, the second part of that story until you've done the Halloween achievements, basically. Mm. So I haven't seen that yet. Grown that out. 
And then, and then there's some specific timed stuff for actual Halloween as well, of course. Like the Mad King will actually turn up on October the 30th or whatever. Mm. So don't forget. Or I'll forget. <laughs> and then you can do Mad King Says again, and everyone can type yes into chat because that's wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You're not meant to say yes, you're meant to type slash yes. Because <laughs> that's a completely different thing. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so that, the whole thing is really stupid. <laughs> but it's mostly a rehash of last year's content. Yeah, pretty much. Probably is there any um, Halloween content for TF2 coming up? Yeah, well, yeah what's something. happening there? Because it's not normally no, something. No, I haven't heard anything. Mm. Mm. Is TF2 winding down, yeah? <laughs> What do you mean is it winding down? Winding down for fucking ever. I mean, they did that one big pattern recently, didn't they, where they fixed all the labs. True. <laughs> or tried to. Yeah. yeah it, we haven't played it for a while now. So. Well, I have. You haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's because I play awesome noughts when I have that itch at the moment. <laughs> Boom. Well, it's because I'm, I'm not around, as you said before, about Team Fortress. You only like to play it when I'm there for yeah, some reason. Exactly. I just, yeah. <laughs> Multiplayer games deserve to, 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 you know, require people for me. Clearly. So I can share my frustration. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can say, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which doesn't help. <laughs> really winds me up. <laughs> cool. I just go quiet if Kippers does that and I'm playing with him. Yeah. Like, just like, well, I'm not saying it. With Kippers, it's important not to comfortably anything towards the. <laughs> Towards the great rage, <laughs> the rage is explosive because <laughs> it will just get worse. Yep. Yeah, really badly. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit bad on that stuff. If I have one get one good moment, even in a game, will suddenly make all of it subside, and I'm like, I'm good again. Yeah. This game's awesome. <laughs> like, if I just do, if I just do one thing on a really bad awesome noughts game, if I just do one thing like midway through that game, like even if my ratio is terrible or I'm having a like I throw someone into a turret or something, which is always satisfying, <laughs> and then it's just like. Yeah, all right. This is this is okay. <laughs> awesome. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, someone's like, "Oh, goddamn! Everything is not nothing's going my way at all." How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, how did I get chucked in that? <laughs> oh, multiplayer games—they're really they're dumb, really. Yeah, they're quite dumb. Like they're not good for your self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> not that it matters. So yes, um, where are we? we uh, you, yep. you've been playing anything? Grand Theft Auto, obviously. Uh, nothing else, um, but I will be playing Kerbal. I expect, um, especially since I started watching an old like HBO docudrama from the late nineties about the Apollo program. Uh, so, <laughs> right. yeah, it's called From the Earth to the Moon, and it's yeah, got I've like heard of it. Tom Hanks it. a little bit, and um, yeah. I've only watched the first episode. It was at first, it was like mildly TV embarrassing, not that good acting or whatever at first. But then, then the actual um, the actual uh, space missions and stuff, the, the special effects there is pretty good. Like they they must have got actual models of the spaceships, basically. Like must be full size because they're clambering around them and stuff. It looks pretty not too bad, and it's and it's an interesting story. So um, so it's pretty good so far but it is in um four by th- four to three ratio that shows how old it is um Hello. yeah but uh, their most hilarious thing was that 
um buzz aldrin is played by brian cranston <laughs> so and that was hilarious having just finished watching breaking bad it's like here's the same guy from like how long ago like 15 years ago mm. so that was kind of hilarious anyway yes well by grand theft auto uh we talked a little bit but yeah it's going well um enjoying it of course uh holding you it seems yeah yeah, still holding me. Well, I I was like saving up the heists, but then I ended up with like two to do at once, pretty much. So I yeah, okay. barreled so through better, them. Better clear one. Yeah, pretty much because there's a lot of like heist setup missions where you're yeah. like preparing, uh, which is quite nice. They're usually quite short little things, but uh, quite cool uh, to go along with the sort of strangers and freaks missions and stuff. And uh, yeah enjoying it getting more used to the city and stuff haven't really done too much countryside stuff since i started out with um trevor because he kind of comes to the city mm. quite soon and so all my characters are currently in the city so um I, yeah, I presumably i'll be back in the country for some for some more stuff in future um uh yeah and uh yeah what else is going on i I think I like Michael the most, I think, to play as. I'm not sure, really. Franco's cool, too. I don't know. They're all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, the the heist, um, I did the heist, which was the um, uh, the sort of heat-style one where you knock over the security van, whatever. And that was pretty cool because that was the first fun where you're all in a massive firefight and you're kind of switching between... It's. It, I think it was shown in a lot of the the... Yeah, yeah, I think another one you mean. Yeah, because it's got like Trevor's on the roof with a rocket launcher and a sniper rifle, and uh, and then yeah, Franklin's in the streets and stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, it works pretty nicely. Although it seemed to be quite seemed to be over quite quick, but um, I think maybe it was just a bit quite intense and lots of shooting and stuff going on. So intense, yeah, man. yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, it's interesting seeing what other people say. I th- I think. Uh, the thing that distinguishes me maybe from you guys or, or other, uh, like Jeff or whatever on, on giant bomb is that, um, I, I like driving everywhere because I kind of all, never get tired of the game of driving at full speed through the traffic and not hitting anything. Hmm. I've always been fairly good at it. And also, um, and it's always interesting because like you're going through, even if you're going through the same street twice, like there's always something, um, new to see like it might be a different time of day or weather or whatever it always looks and feels different uh well not always but you know what i mean it's like there's a, there's lots to see mm. uh even if you're going through the same area again and get used to so you like being a tourist <laughs> kind of yeah but but at absolute maximum speed i can possibly manage like fastest car possible like through the densest traffic or whatever the most annoying thing is um the on this one the there's more because it's la there's more kind of highways like even in the city but you know what i mean there's a lot of sort of uh, sure leaf junctions and things and yeah. sometimes it's quite hard to tell on the sat nav you know which lane which, which you're supposed to stay in yeah. because otherwise you end up yeah you end up on the wrong off ramp and then of course it recalculates and you're going like a whole miles round to get back on course because you're on a highway system and it's like mm. oh god damn it i couldn't see which way it we wanted me to go so yeah, you would have benefited from just having a little nod in the world. Just to yeah, say, well, people what? have been talking about that. I mean, I, I was expecting them to put something into the world, but I can see why they haven't because, you know, they don't want to mess up the world or anything. But it might have been mm. quite nice to have something. I mean, um, 
I mean, this time the the sat nav is like three quarter view, like a real sat nav or whatever. So it's mm. not top down anymore. So that kind of helps. You can see more of what's ahead. Or would it just have been better to do it like <laughs> like a burnout game and just have random piles of junk along the side along the side of the highway that make convenient ramps so you can just be like, woo, yeah, yeah. fuck this highway. <laughs> Well, there are some convenient ramps, but not that many. <laughs> uh, but they're usually mm-hmm. built out of like billboards or something. I mean, you could argue Saints Row has kind of that problem, except the off ramps aren't really that complicated in in places. Just mm. j- jump off. And Saints Row actually does have in the world stuff, doesn't it? For like same way to go, does it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. sat nav just puts giant giant arrows. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that, that's if, a bit if, you, if you if you tell it to to give you a route, it will just put a giant marker. <laughs> yeah, like where, where, if you drive it properly, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I've been. You can. I've tried playing golf. It's a. It's like a golf game. Like it's like a simple golf game. I don't know. It's Mario okay. Golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like Mario Golf. Um, Are you going to win? Uh, no, I. I didn't do. I, I got a birdie, and then I. I screwed it up really badly on the next one, and then I. You can. You can. But it's funny because you can. Uh, um. You can press a button to like skip ahead to the next shot or the next hole or whatever, or you can like you can walk between every shot and walk <laughs> between every hole if you want, or drive a golf buggy between every hole because then you have you know it doesn't force you to skip around. You can move your your own character through a whole game of golf, so that's quite mysterious. Is there, is there a multiplayer mode for the golf? Uh, I don't like, know. I can't, I can't remember seeing it. Or... Well, it could be. It. I don't think it'd be too much fun. <laughs> it's it's not, just suck, like, oh, that'd be like, really funny. Like, if you someone's get just... on the golf course and then suddenly yeah. everyone comes to run here. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah, you, you just get crushed. Oh, that'd be so funny. That would be funny. So yeah, that's okay. I sometimes go to see my shrink as, as Michael. So it's, but mysteriously, like there seems to be, well, I don't know how many times I've done it, but he, he seems to keep up with what's going on in the story and there always seems to be new, you know, you know, there's there's loads of scenes in there that you could easily miss if you just didn't bother to go and see your. It's not like he's calling you up saying you have to come over or something. Oh, it you just randomly, no, like you just mission. randomly decide to do it, and like he, he seems to, the scene seems to know, you know, quite a lot about what's going on in the story. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you got you me. Have, uh, you, you have to make the choice to do that. The it's not. Yeah, exactly. Ever explicit. It's, no, I mean you see him at the start of the game, and he's like, "Yeah, you can you can go there." It like gives you a prompt saying you can go and see your shrink or whatever if you want. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, benefit to it, it's only you. like a stat bonus, or uh, I don't know if there is. Maybe I don't know. It's 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 worth it just to see the scene or whatever because they're usually funny or whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was just thinking. Yeah, I'm wondering if some players need that impetus, perhaps to yeah, maybe to come back to see or that, to remember yeah. to come back. Well, there was a joke on uh, on Reddit, which was it's very true. Is that um, uh, well, he started charging me because my he says that my medical insurance has run out or whatever. So I paid in like a thousand dollars or whatever it was, uh, or no, not that much, but it was quite a bit. Um, but then uh, he always has a nice uh, Porsche sports car or whatever parked outside, so you can just see that every single time. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting my money yeah. back, mate. <laughs> Anyway, so every time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I did the mission with the submarine as well. That was quite fun. Mm. So there's a submarine. It works. You can go underwater. 
all that. <laughs> you can pick up the submarine with a big helicopter, which you stole from a military base, which was quite hard to do. Wait, what? You steal a helicopter from you, a military base. You can base. pick up a submarine with a helicopter? Yeah, yeah, with a winch. It's a small submarine. It's only a, okay. like a... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's not. You can't say, submarines are usually pretty big. No, it's it's like a, you know, a ex- exploratory kind of thing. Right, a little, a little bug thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. No, otherwise it would be like getting in a ship or something, wouldn't it? That, that, I don't think that would quite work at Grand Theft Auto, I don't know. Although it's a <laughs> daring escape on a tanker. Yeah, well, it was pretty cool how you could take control of the aircraft carrier in Battlefield 1942. Well, they took that out, didn't they? That was yeah. awesome. Was Ram dumb, it into but... the into the island, obviously, and then everyone just jumps off the deck yeah. straight onto the island. That's much better. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, I saw that when I was booting up Origin to play specifically, they're now in their in their stupid from the vault thing. They're now up to 2142. <laughs> Oh, cool. So maybe there'll be people playing it. Holy shit. Is that free um, then? No, it's like 10 quid. But I won't oh, be able right. to remember my like my login now. <laughs> well, wouldn't it just be your EID? EID. Well, no, because I had to have a stupid, like, you had to log in with your soldier name or something in that. I remember um, my name being Dan Friggin Train because it yeah. wouldn't accept it. I don't think it was your soldier name. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dan had that name. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway right how are we doing yeah i think, I think uh, this might be the end of this uh, podcast um thanks for joining us listeners uh next time we'll have probably some kerbal maybe uh various other things uh specifics uh, <laughs> we'll have specifics <laughs> we'll probably Uh-oh. have more microsoft news i expect yeah i'll, I'll have finished the last of us by next time i reckon and we'll have a final last of us yes verdict Indeed. The last of the last of us. The last of the last of us. So join us next time. But for the meantime, goodbye. Goodbye. Is that going to say goodbye? No.